0: Yeah. Uh, uh. We designated spitters live every week live Designated homie cause we spit heat ha. We designated spitters Francis and Pete Yes Talking Yankee baseball hip hop for the streets uh. Yup yeah. we designated Yup yeah. we innovative Yup yeah. we designated spitters time that you know uh. Yup yeah. we designated yup yeah. we innovative Yup yeah. we, yeah. we, yeah. we designated
1: spitters. let's start the show What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Designated Spitters. Francis, what's going on, bro? Chilling,
2: bro. Chilling, bro.
1: Francis. Francis, not for sale. (laughs) It's not for sale, Francis.
2: What episode are we? Is this episode six or
1: five, six? I don't know. Honestly, at at this point, at this point, man, I I don't even I don't even know anymore. We're we're chugging
2: along pretty, pretty good, I think. Well, who knows the number? I think the number in my head is off because we dropped that Fishman special on you guys. We did. We did. Which was a really good episode. Right. I Come on.
1: It was so good that like I remember we got done with it. We're like, all right. I was like, man. We were looking for like 20 to 30, we got an hour. I was like, yeah, this can't, we got to just make this its own separate little thing.
2: Standalone.
1: Standalone, YouTube special. It was really good. Yeah, man, Eli, Eli, shout out to Eli, man. Eli doing up.
2: Facts, shout out to Eli. Shout out to Eli, man. And I just, I'm telling you, man, I can't shout that guy out enough. I love the stuff he posts. I like the the insight, the details. I'm looking at all the videos today, like of of, of Volpe and stuff, and I'm just like, God, man. He's making me fall in love with this kid to the point oh, where, man. yo, if Cashman ever ever trades this guy, I'm gonna be heartbroken. I
1: don't think I he's was gonna, never that bro. guy. I think I think they really believe this dude is the next Jeep. I think he yeah. has like that type of, and I don't want I don't want to throw that on him. So it was, you know, of course I'm not throwing it on him. Of course, but everything you hear, it's like, yeah, this is this is kind of who this dude is. You know what I mean? It's 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 kind of what what that feeling is you get out there for him. So. It's an exciting time, man. You know the, uh, just to jump ahead of myself, the Italian Yankees are two and zero. I mean, I mean, the Italian Yankees are two and zero. Somebody they
2: got the the emoji, the emoji with the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like that's the new emoji for the Yankees. So that's every it. time that's I'm it. just like,
1: yes. I'm telling you, hey! By the time this comes out, okay. By the time this comes out, uh, as you guys watch this now, it's Sunday at five o'clock, a little after five now. There may be a special NYY News Anthony Rizzo t-shirt. And when you see this t-shirt, you're going to be hyped. It could be out right now. I don't know. I could be getting ahead of myself because, you know, I can't see the future. But it's coming, folks. So let's jump right into it. The first game, Yankees, Marlins, the first appearance of our two new additions. Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo. But we also had some tremendous pitching in game one in the first game of the series from Jamison Tyone, who Francis, I believe right now is our number two pitcher.
2: You're not wrong. Um, you're not wrong. Uh, I think it's it's a toss-up between him or Nestor, but I will say like,
1: Oh, I forgot about nasty nest. It's,
2: it's hard, but it's, you know, it's crazy. It's easy to do that because I feel like they like, they go on like so far ends of the spectrum. Like, I don't know that there's been like a Nester Tyone back to back this season. So it's, it is what it is there, but yeah, man, I don't know. I think it's a toss up between those two and I'm very happy. It's, it's a, it's, I, I I don't even know like how to react to this properly as a Yankee fan because I mean, we've been struggling for years. Like pitching is always the biggest problem. And yes, like right. Cashman didn't add like the sexiest name on the starting pitching market, this, right. this deadline. But I think part of the reason why we're not, we weren't so like upset about it or whatever is because we, I think Yankee fans deep down realize that this season, our problem really hasn't been the starting pitching for no, once. Like, not at all. You know, like, yeah, they, they had a stretch right They had a rough stretch where like Monty and Domingo and these guys are getting hit hard or whatever. And Coles had a couple clunkers, you know, you know, his fair share so far. But if you look at the year in a vacuum, I mean, the rotation has been pretty good and not to jump, not to jump too much ahead, but I, I'm hearing good things about Heaney. So, hey, you never know.
1: Yeah. and That's not
2: the Tyone, man. Tyone looked phenomenal last Oh, my time.
1: God. Unbelievable. Phenomenal watching guy. him on the screen here, man. He has been absolutely terrific. And since, what is it again? What was that stat? Yes, put out there. Since like June 18th, he's, since he phil- had the lowest ERA. Oh,
2: since June 18th. Oh, I was going to say, because the turnaround has been, and Boone is actually right when he says this, that Tyone literally turned it around right after that Philly start where he didn't yes. get out of the first.
1: Yes, that's right. That would
2: have been the best thing that could have happened to him.
1: Well, according to what I believe, yes, the Yes Network said he told the Yankees he's not going to pitch no more the way they want him to. Good for him. And you did you did you hear that? That's no, not I that's didn't. not me making something up. That that's I didn't that's hear that, happened. but I'm very happy. I'm so, very happy. I'm very excited. <laughs> according according to I and I I want to say it was the Yes Network. I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure it was during the game and anybody that's watching this and you could throw it in the chat. Um if if you heard this also, I'm pretty sure I, I look, it, it's 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 definitely there. It's not something that I just created in my mind. I'm 100% sure. I remember hearing this is that they were basically saying what Tyon was doing was he was starting to try to live with the fastball up. And if you remember, all we kept saying is, why is everything so elevated with this guy? Like, his control yeah. is not there. Yeah. Apparently, it wasn't really even that. He was working up in the zone because that's what they told him to go with, more four-seam fastballs up in the zone. What he mm. switched was he started going more to the two-seamer like he used to down in the zone, as you almost saw that one that was gallows deep fly ball to right center field and when he hit it I thought it was gone but yeah you know, me too and that would have go been out. gone in
2: Yankee Stadium
1: it would have been gone in Yankee Stadium so um, yeah but uh, Tyone switched it up on him and said no 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 no. you know I want to do my own thing right now I want to do my own thing and he came out there started doing it and my goodness um, really turning around and, and now you're looking at him as truly the number two in this club as you see Mr. Rizzo go deep to right center field
2: that's um, beautiful. 450.
1: Was that 450?
2: 449.
1: 449. Look at that swing. My God, man. That Dude, kid right there is excited. That kid's going to eat a nice veal parmesan after this game. I know he, he did. can have
2: 20 of them as long as he doesn't share with <laughs> Gary Sanchez. <laughs> Sorry. And I, and I, and I, Sanchez had a nice uh, ground rule double tonight, too. Hey, the veal parm, <laughs> it's not for you, Gary. <laughs>
1: Hold the hold the cannoli, Gary. Hold the yeah, cannoli. Yeah, I
2: don't know, Gary. So, uh, go grab that salad, and we'll talk about. No uh,
1: doubt, man. No you doubt. You can look.
2: You can. You can. You can have the diet of an Anthony Rizzo when you hit like an Anthony Rizzo.
1: <laughs> yeah, damn right. You damn a right, big, man. Uh, hey, uh, Rizzo, Rizzo taking all the cannolis, man. He said that's it. He said there's none left for anybody. That's how you left one for thing, anybody
2: man. This is for me.
1: I said this, oh. and I and I'm kind of reading. I'm reading the fan base out there, man. I've never seen a guy. Get added to a club. He's only played two ball games, and everybody has just about the same reaction. One, resign him. Oh, you know yeah. how many tweets I saw today that says by the next game, he should be resigned already? That's yeah. one. Two, he's the leader of the club. <laughs> I mean, that's insane. Like, I can sit here right now, look, and, and honestly, I'm on board with that ship. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Okay. Ca- bro I am I am totally on board because there's something about him and it's the same kind of thing that you see with guys that for some reason uh, leadership just exuberates out of them Jeter had it yeah where you just watch him playing like yeah this dude's in control of this field and on this team
0: Natural now I'm not saying leadership. I'm
1: not saying right now that Rizzles into clubhouse in the first two games. Like guys, we gotta go. Blah 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 blah. He's not. He's not the hype man right now. Or, or getting the guys going that way. I think you're seeing him kind of just coming and take the reins. Like these are. Yes, these are my first two games. But he plays. There's something about the way he plays and his his post game comments too, and everything I'm seeing about this guy right now, man, just gets me excited for the rest of this year one and two. Him sticking around. And seeing what this what the shape of this infield is gonna be.
2: I think uh, I think like if you're the New York Yankees, man, I know it's only been two games, but I don't think it's gonna change much throughout the rest of the year. Yeah, he might have a you know a couple streaks where like you know he's not hitting as you know prolifically, whatever, but I'm pretty sure that what we saw in these first two games is gonna be what we get from him the rest of the year. Anthony Rizzo's been Anthony Rizzo for quite a long time now and you know what you're going to get. This guy he he just it it's like you said There's there's a it's an there's an intangible. That's what it is. There's an intangible yes, facts. with him and you can't really quantify it but it's just something about him. He 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 walks the he walks the walk, he talks the talk. It's like it's like what they say if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck like a duck it's it's a duck. But if it looks like a leader, if it talks like a it's a leader, and I think that's what it is with Rizzo. He just he walks into the room and he commands respect without asking for it. You just respect them. He said it like he's like, yeah, the guys like are excited that like, you know, I, before he even got here, the guys were excited that he was coming up because they knew what kind of player they were getting. Of course, they knew that this guy was no nonsense. They knew that this guy was box office. They knew he was going to produce. I don't know that anyone knew he was going to just come. <laughs> and whack two home runs in the first two games and we got to say whack now of course yeah that's just going to be the word going forward <laughs> but like yeah he came in and he started producing right away and I think if you're if you're on the Yankees now and you just look at this guy it has to be like wow man like it kind of make you want to step your game up I'm sure I'm sure Judgey's looking at Anthony Rizzo like damn we like I gotta get my, I gotta get my game back up. I gotta, you know, get start, you know, whatever. Like, and not like he's far behind, but I'm just saying like that kind of player is one of those players that makes the people around you better. Buck Showalter said it after game one. He said, and I loved it because it just proves more and more why, like that's the kind of manager that I really love. Yeah. He said, he said, Anthony Rizzo's the kind of guy who comes in and, and just makes the people around him better just with his presence, just with his presence. He doesn't have to say much. He doesn't have to do much. He's going to produce because he's Anthony Rizzo but even if he's not producing there's just this intangible about him that the people yeah. around him tend to play better they tend to play to their potential and exceed potential because he's just one of those guys it's not his fault and it's not your fault if you're not that guy but he is that guy pal
1: he is he is that guy pal <laughs> and i tell you what he makes a hell of a pizza did you see that he has an italian ice named after him i like him yeah. even more i mean there's not much <laughs> more you could do there's not
2: but it made it made perfect sense to me. I mean, Anthony Rizzo, Chicago. Right, now. you know,
1: there's gonna be that Italian connection too. Yeah. So being there, but, but I mean, Anthony it goes from Rizzo, one great place to another one, though. So New York.
2: I that's mean, what I'm saying. This just seems to be the place where you know at- Italians belong at this point. I mean, that,
1: that's it. That's and Gallo's it, not
2: staying too far behind, if you ask me. That one that almost went out last night, yeah. like I said, Yankee Stadium. That's out. By far. he's he's had he's had some good contact. I see some people, you know, on Twitter, the, the weirdos with the oh you know he's already striking out, whatever. I'm like, Yeah, well, you know, hitters tend to do that, you know, they, they tend to strike out.
1: And, and um, we and we we know who he is, right? And that's the thing that I talked about. So before the game, um I I got this little uh the the whole um uh different setup and I, I said let me let me just jump live towards the end of the game real quick as the Yankees I wrap it up and look good. Yeah, I went. I went live real quickly on there, and I'm um, just chatting, and I saw a lot of people talk about um being concerned as you see Rizzo's first home run again, um about Gallo, and I'm like, guys, but hold on a second, like, first of all, he's hit the ball hard a couple of times. Let let's also remember that he flew out to deep right center field. He he got a hit robbed off him tonight in the shift, and he's also walked. He's also struck out, and he's playing defense. That's the guy. We, Kind of knew what we were getting, right? That, that doesn't throw anything off of me. So one of the things that we were talking about, if you remember, when we were doing all the lives and uh, us just chatting in our group chat for uh, our team, one of the things we kept saying was Gallo's nice, but we know he's not that like ultimate game changer for this club unless mm-hmm. he goes on like some severe run because at the end of the day, we knew he would help. But the moment a guy like Rizzo was in, not just because he's playing good in two games, because he makes contact. And this team needs that. He's so, on base. And then you add a guy like Gallo, and what people are forgetting is what Rizzo said last night. If you guys heard his interview after the game with Meredith Marakovich, he said, in the first inning, they threw like 30-something pitches to us. Exactly. So we're seeing that. Like, he, he talked about that multiple times. Like um, Batting... <clears throat> batting um what does he bat fourth and he gets to see judges at bat and all that
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: he said that he gets to witness and watch that had a pitcher's pitching immediately so i know these are things that all batters do but just to hear him bring up the smart thing that we all talked about i even said multiple times pitchers are gonna have to pitch to get through these guys And that lineup right now, whether you want to say it or not, Gallo strikes out or Rizzo's hitting in the 240s when he got here, whatever. That's a very hard lineup now to navigate. Very hard lineup to navigate. My
2: my thing is like, too, is like strikeouts, like all all strikeouts are not created equal. (laughs) Like if you guys understand my drift, like there's a big difference between striking out on three straight pitches and working working a like to two two or three two yep. and then striking out. Yep. Okay. You work to two two and foul off a ball or two and then strike out. You saw eight pitches, nine pitches. Like yep. so you get you saw two strikes, you saw two balls, you fouled off two. That's six. And then you struck out on the seven pit. Seven pitch. that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot of pitches. Yeah. Yes, it ended yeah. in the strikeout, but you saw seven pitches. That's seven pitches that a pitcher threw to one batter in an inning. Ideally, you don't want to be throwing seven pitches to every batter in an inning. If Even if you only face three batters an inning, if you throw seven pitches to all three it's of them, 21. that's 21. Yeah, that means lot. after the second inning, you're at 42 pitches. That's not good. OK, like we all know that if a starter is, is is coming back in from the third inning and they're at 63 pitches, we're looking at he's not going very deep today. That's what I think Rizzo means when he says, yeah, these guys have to throw 30 pitches in the front. Yeah, that's that's what we have now. I think the dynamic of our lineup and we're and, and we still have yet to see it with DJ at the top of the lineup.
1: Yes, yeah, right. Which I
2: think is going to be the icing on the cake. And I think it's going to help DJ maybe produce even, you know, even more, like get a little more closer to like what he was in the first two years with us because now it's like do you like want to like try to get cute with DJ knowing that a risk knowing that like gallows right behind him or do you maybe like pitch the contact with DJ and hope that it goes into a glove and then if it doesn't then you're screwed whatever I don't know but whatever however that goes I think DJ has a good shot now because with the protection of not just Judge behind him, but knowing that it's Gallo, Judge, and then that, like, that's it's a insane.
1: lot. It's a lot, if you're it's DJing a, it's the a whole Fox, lot.
2: Yeah, that's that's a lot, bro, you got, if they keep it that way, Gallo, Judge, Rizzo.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a whole lot, you're right. And I would love to find out about this and maybe sometime we will, but I have a feeling, I think I said this on our um, Deadline Live, that um, LeMayu has been playing with his injury all year. That's just an Man. assumption I have. Now I'm not making an excuse for him. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I, I, I think he is. I, I definitely I think he's been playing with something that's been bothering him all year and is trying to play through it. Um but I can believe it. I mean, that that's a personal opinion of mine. Maybe maybe, you know, there's no real evidence behind that, but just a personal opinion of mine. But let's jump into game two that just ended a few hours ago. Um Domingo Herman started for the Yankees. And again, man, it was another game where new Yankee captain, joking, new Yankee Anthony, the Italian Rizzo, goes deep again. But a good game all around for a few guys. Um, Rugnet Odor yeah. continues to impress. Big like hit. you said, Gary Sanchez with the, with the RBI double. A lot of good all around in this game. Um, Herman only goes four innings, gives two earned runs. Five strikeouts, but then the bullpen comes in. Five shutout innings, only two hits, six strikeouts. Lawiziga shuts the door for the save. Um, again, another good all-around win for our Yankees.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, a little disappointed. Her mom couldn't go deeper into the game, but I think a lot of that, had to, not a lot of it, but there was definitely part of it that had to do with the fact that we were playing in an NL park, and you know, we got to a situation in the bottom of the fourth there where we had runners on second and third, I think, with two outs. And so, like, you want to try to capitalize because I think the game was, what, not tied. I think we were up by one, but we had the opportunity to score more. And it's like the pitcher spot is coming up. So I was like, what do you do? Whatever. So you yeah, they went to can't be, there. Can't so be mad about that something. I understand. I, I, I understand that move, right, um, even if it is just – you know, four or five innings into the game, like you net with, with this with this Yankees team, like you really never know like what's going to be the inning that could put you over the top because we haven't been scoring that many runs. So I get that move. Um, so like I would've, I would have I would have liked to see Herman go longer, but I do get the move to move him out there. Really happy the bullpen, you know, was able to do his thing. Licky looked, you know, good again. Um, and Loasica looked good again. I saw some people. You know, saying that, you know, why didn't we put Chapman in there and stuff like that? Yeah. I don't know. I'm very Chapman's looked good um recently. Um I but I also wasn't upset that Chapman wasn't in wasn't in there. I wasn't upset about that.
1: And another newcomer actually looked good today too, and um in Holmes. Clay Holmes. Clay Holmes looked good. He did he did what you know, his, his, um, his resume is, which is the best ground ball pitcher out of the pen. And that's what we saw. We saw three ground outs.
2: Yeah. That's good. It's encouraging. It's really encouraging. I'll tell you that because if it get if you get to a situation, that's right late right. in the season where you got men, you got men on base and the thing that you need more than anything is not exactly a strikeout, but you're looking for maybe a double play ball to get you out of a sticky situation we used to say like, okay, that's, that's Britain. Like you go to Britain there and you're going to get it. Right. But you know, Britain's he's got to, He's like a Ferrari. He's got to be driven and he hasn't been driven this season. So it's good to know that we, we may, we may have a guy who can come in and get that big ground ball in a tight situation.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, I think it's very important, isn't it? I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's truly important, especially like you said, situational. And it means a lot. That means a lot for this ball club to have somebody like that and, you know, when, when potentially to put out an early fire. I mean, maybe it's not always good. It was usually Chad Green doing that, but Chad Green does that via the strikeout. When you got exactly. a guy like this with 70-something percent of the time, you yeah. know, he, he's, he's getting a ground ball. That's overly impressive. I mean, to have that on your team. And then again, to go along with a guy like Zach Britton, who also does somewhat of the same thing, where he, he is used to getting ground outs. We saw his last two outings where i got nervous because i thought he was gonna give the games away and mm-hmm. he gets out of them with double plays yeah so it's great that's, to have that coming out of the pen
2: it's underrated it's underrated honestly i think these term, days in baseball, it, yeah. we look for the big strikeout guys and it, that's the that's the sexier you know thing to look for but i personally i love i love a good ground ball guy just because it's like you can get two outs on one pitch Strikeout guys tend to throw a lot of pitches, and the problem is when you throw a lot of pitches, you, you get into, like, the trouble that we see with Chad Green. It's not that Chad Green's a terrible pitcher, nothing like that, but when you've seen him struggle, right, it's not because he can't get guys to two strikes. A lot of times, he's getting guys to two strikes, and then he's looking for the finish pitch, and then they're fouling things off, and then it's a ball, then it's another ball. Next thing you know, it's 3-2, and he's got to make a pitch, but he's thrown – the kitchen sink at the guy already. So either he makes a fat pitch that gets hit hard or he walks the guy. Yep. This is what happens with strikeout pitches versus a guy who's looking for the ground ball. Anyway, they just go right after you in the zone because they know what their stuff is supposed to do. That's right. So I, I really like a ground ball pitcher. I'm very happy that Holmes look good today. I hope that we see a lot more of them, you know, down the stretch.
1: And, and here we go right on that stop. We are about to see boom. There it goes. Number two for the New York Yankees. Another homer to right field What a start for Anthony Rizzo oh, When the moon hits your eye Like a Wait, no, wait When the ball hits more. the sky Like a big pizza pie That's a Rizzo <laughs> So that's the new one right there It's oh, a Rizzo man. That's it, and man, Anthony Rizzo again Um, Not much more you can say So let's, let's take a look at Anthony Rizzo's First two games Francis, he is four for five Four for five. Two homers. Two walks. Two walks. Five runs scored and two RBIs. I don't know how much better you start uh, on, on uh, the first two games with your new ball club. He is completely now settled in. he got to be settled in, right? That's it for him. He's good to go.
2: I... Listen, I, I, I don't... I didn't expect any of this. <laughs> like, not to say like I thought it was gonna come and like stink it up, but to come. Well, it's come the best and, you know, case
1: scenario, right? I mean, yeah, this, this is, is like truly literally the best case scenario.
2: This is literally the ideal. Like when he hit the home run yesterday, I was just like, "Wow!" Like, like I was like, "Great!" Like, there's what what pressure is on him now? Like, dude, you came up and what your second at bat, whatever the game, you you hit a moon. It's not even a not a wall scrape, right? No, he's he hit two gargantuan shots. The one That's- yesterday. Was 449. The one today was 410. Facts. I mean, no cheapies. Yeah,
1: no, no, <laughs> no doubt cheapies. about it. No doubt I mean, about two it.
2: Two days straight, he's hit the ball over 850 feet. <laughs> like,
1: yep. That's, yep. That's right. I don't know. You're right. I don't know
2: how much better you can start. I am I'm excited for both of these guys to get back to the Bronx to see the ovations that they get because we've been waiting. We've been waiting for a long time.
1: Yeah, and and again, um, we're gonna get into because cause I actually asked um a lot of the, the, the folks on Twitter. Uh, that follow us to send us some questions. So we got a lot of questions too about um about Rizzo, I'm sure, coming up and, and about Gallo and the guys. But as you see right there, Jonathan Loizaga shuts the door for the Yankees. So as the Italian Yankees leading the charge, they are 2-0. and oh. And folks, I think everybody has got to see how prideful Italians are. It's that easy to make us happy. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's really not that hard. It's a few things in life that make us happy. Food being one of them. You know, food is definitely something that makes Italians happy. But then also, um, like everybody, you know, you know, seeing other Italians do well on a big stage like New York. You know, it's great to see that. Um, and, man, yeah. for, for me, it, it, it's super exciting. Um, my dad's favorite player is still Aaron Judge. You'll never take that off him. I told him between him and Dan Rourke, I don't know who loves Aaron Judge more. Uh, that's very, very tough. I mean, today he got mad at me. I can't check that. Um, I, I would love to. What did he say again? I wrote him. I just joke around him. I said, "Man, that Aaron Judge sucks, doesn't he?" <laughs> he writes back to me. He says, "What about that Gallo?" Don't message me.
0: <laughs> I'm like Gallo. What
2: do you want? With oh like, man, come on, man. Pop Simonetti already. Man. That's yeah, yeah. I
1: like to, you know, every now, every now and then, I like to, I like to try to get him a one a little bit. But no, do not talk about Aaron Judge with, with Pop Simonetti. Now he does not play when it comes to Judge.
2: He's gonna get, he's gonna. I have a feeling he's gonna be able to get back at you for that relatively soon. I'm, I'm calling a, a judge hot streak here in August. I think I wanna, this lineup... I
1: want a judge hot streak, but I don't want no singles and doubles. I want a homer hot streak. Oh, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm that's talking what you about mean. That. Is that what you, your homer hot yeah, streak? Yeah.
2: I'm not calling, yeah, I'm not calling like hits, like just, you know, hot streak, like getting on base or whatever. He's still been getting on base. He does that yeah. all year. Yep. Um, his home, his home runs are significantly lower than I thought they would be at this point in the season. Oh um, no doubt
1: about it. Definitely.
2: I know you know that. Yeah, home runs are down all around the the league. But I mean, you look at Otani, you look at Vladdy, you look at Tatis, who prayers up to Tatis. Yeah, shoulder thing that I like. Literally, the last thing you would want to happen. So prayers yeah. up to him. Um, but like I was saying, you, know, you look at a lot of these, you know, other guys. They're they're smacking home runs. I mean. The guy, what, what? Brandon Lau from the Rays
1: has more home runs than Judge. I was like, and you know what? You know what, what? doesn't? You know what doesn't work with a guy like Judge is it's not Altuve up there. This is a big dude. I don't care what ball you throwing at this man. You can throw a bowling ball up there; he got a chance of putting it out. I mean, that, yeah. that's a that's a big dude. Otani, yeah, Otani's a, a, a tall, strong dude too, but. I mean, yeah, I don't think there's an excuse there to say that judges power numbers are down. I think that's, that's a hundred percent fair to say. Um, you I know, wonder,
2: I wonder too, like, I mean, and I was thinking about this the other day, just as a silly thought, but. You know, I, I look at some of the things that judge gets, you know, struck out on or like just pitches that you know get called for strikes that are not strikes or whatever a I just wonder like if this is ever something that the league looks at I know it might sound like you know regular Yankee fan whining you know about one of their star players but it's like I don't know that this have. I know this happens all around the league but th- to the way that it happens to Aaron Ju- with the consistency that it happens to Aaron Judge like we've got to look into like something man like it might sound stupid, but I mean, even strike one, like strike one in a big situation in a big at-bat can change the complete complexion of a complexion yeah. of an at-bat. Like I'm telling you, it sounds stupid, but it's not one and zero to Aaron Judge versus O-1 to Aaron Judge is very different. He's
1: a power and, guy. He gets He's the a most, power guy. He gets the most low strikes at the ankles that I've ever it's seen nuts. of any player.
2: It's because the umpires are are so they're used to like a, an average strike zone for people average size. And then in walks this freaking NBA center and yep. they're like, same strike zone. And it's like, no, that's not a strike not for him. No, it's no. not a strike for him. Even like, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, like the outside corner stuff, I know, again, this happens all over baseball, the outside corner stuff or whatever. But with just, it's like every game I see one and I'm just like, I know that part of it is that, you know, he he's susceptible to that breaking ball, breaking away from him. But there's also times where I'm like, I get why he's swinging at that because they they've been known to call shit like that with two strikes. So it's like right. you got to kind of try to protect, and that's how pitchers get them, and then they get them to chase, and it's like, here we go again, man. Like if I don't know, I I don't want to be that guy. Like this is why we need the robot umps or whatever. I don't, I honestly don't know where I fall on that I hate argument. that.
1: I, I hate that robot ump stuff. I hate it. I, I don't yeah, like I don't, it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where you know, I'm falling. I don't know. I, I just, I just. I like the human element. I like the human exactly. element. Humans that. can make errors, and that's okay. You know what I mean? I was Some, gonna say that. But that's apparently why we had a replay, isn't it?
2: Yeah, so, there's, part I mean, of me, there's part of me that thinks that that's, it's a part of the game, like
0: the human. Yeah, I, I, error, just, then,
1: I just feel like you take all that stuff out of baseball. I mean, what do you have left? You'll no longer have ejections, would you? I mean, ejections go out the door, don't they?
0: Can't argue I mean, with the
2: robot.
1: Yeah, what are you gonna do with a robot? <laughs> the thing's gonna beat the shit you're out of you. Tell, you, you you're Robocop gonna turn around and tell. Look at RoboCop gonna come Siri out. No Siri
2: she was wrong. Like, no that Siri, that like wasn't it. a strike. <laughs> it was.
1: I mean, what's she gonna say? Sorry, yes, it, it was. was. Sit your ass
2: down yeah. now. You're ejected. You're like, all right, unplug her. <laughs> but now, nah, so, like, you are terminated. Yeah, man, I don't know, but I, I really wish there could be something like somebody in the league could like take a look at like. These low strikes on freaking six foot seven Aaron Judge because it's it's ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. Not saying that that contributes to his low power numbers this year. I think there's something else going on with that. But I'm predicting a hot streak. Yeah, and and Judge Kapoor him on quick.
1: You know what I mean? Judge Kapoor him on very very quickly. Uh, Remember the beginning of Judge hit eleven plus homers in a month. So I mean, yeah, Yeah. you
2: remember the beginning of 2020
1: before he got hurt? Yeah, he was killing the ball. Killing. Yeah, I mean. He's right there. He's always, you know, judges, a guy that's always right there. Um, You know, speaking of, um, uh, of, uh, of funny umpire situations and guys getting thrown out of the games, we had a comedian on. We oh, had a yeah. comedian on good old Bobby Bannon. Let's rant comedy. You guys probably know him from TikTok. conservative comedian. We had Bobby on, so I'm going to let, let's go ahead and actually not give anything away. It's uh, <laughs> very much fun. Let's go ahead and cut to the interview. Designated Spitters with Bobby Bannon. Hey everybody, what is going on? Designated Spitters here with our guest, Bobby Bannon. Bobby, how's it going?
0: Doing great, man. Doing great. I was so, going to
1: say the fans out there might know the Rant Factory more than even your name because I always see that being shared all over the place.
0: Yeah, I got a, I got a couple of pages. I mean, doing what I do with the conservative comedy and some of the stuff I've done in the past, I've had to create a couple of different... <laughs> IGs and TikToks to kind of fight against, you know, you know what they do. So, <laughs>
1: yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, I've seen, uh, you know, the shutdown and then having to reestablish it over and over again. Let me yeah. ask a question on that, actually. Um, just to jump in on that, because that's interesting. I always thought about this. Yeah. I've never had anything shut down. Do you get your following back pretty quickly or do you, does it still affect you badly?
0: I've done this long enough to see exactly how it goes. So I started about six years ago. I started, I first started off doing comedy online on Instagram. So that's when I had the ran Factory. It's got like 39,000 followers. But you could see, I've seen about four years in, I see, okay, they're messing with the views. They don't like what I'm doing. They never shut me down, but I, I knew I had to make another one. So I made another one. It doesn't always translate. Like, you know, nobody wants to, oh, you know, go follow this. Like, listen, they're either following you or they're not. You know what I'm saying? Right. Some people are loyal. I mean, I have a, a very large fan base and a, and a supporting base, but some people will follow you over. But it's definitely something that doesn't translate right away. I mean, TikTok, I have two accounts, one with 150K, another one with 150K now, and TikTok kind of takes your videos down a lot more, content down a lot more, but I think with their algorithms and how you can go viral consistently on there, it's, you know, it, it doesn't matter. The people will find you eventually, but it does take a while no matter, you know, no matter the following you have on the first one.
1: Right. Awesome. And you are, you are a big Yankee fan. So does this go back to childhood? Was there something in your life that was uh, that 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 turned you into that type of Yankee fan?
0: You know, I've I've had this conversation with a lot of people. I don't know. I just feel like when you're a kid, I don't know what exactly grabs you. I mean, obviously, family watches sports. Your family has a large influence on who you like. You know, for the most of the people that I speak to, but I don't know, man. I've always been drawn to the Yankees. I mean, I'm 31 now, so like in '98, I was eight years old, and I still watched it.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right there with us. That's right.
2: Same age, all of us, same age, yeah.
0: you know. And back then, it was like, Oh wow, look at this! And then here we are now. But, um, here we are now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I think, I think it was that allure living in Long Island. And, uh, I was born in Brooklyn, living Long Island, back and forth. I guess the area I grew up in was predominantly Yankee fans as a kid, and it kind of stuck. Yep. Yeah, um.
2: If we before I know we're about to jump into the Yankee stuff, but I thought just like because you started on this topic, so I wanted to like ask Bobby when like you see that kind of adversity, right? Because like you said, like conservative comedy, things like that. Obviously, there's gonna be tons of adversity, there's gonna be tons of hate, there's gonna be tons of like, oh, let's cancel this guy and all that nonsense yeah. that we're gonna deal with in 2021. How do you like? Continue to motivate yourself to like continue fighting against that and say like nah I'm not gonna let that stop me I know what I'm doing yeah. here I know that I have pure intentions How do you continue to do
0: that? The thing with me is is that in order to do with what I'm doing I'm doing some really can you curse on you guys curse yes on you? yes yeah, please, yes please. Please. we're real <laughs> I'm doing I'm I'm saying some pretty crazy shit like I I address things that people on the left are not gonna want to hear those are my those are my values those are what I believe now. I'm also a comedian, so a lot of the things I do, it's not an act, but like, yeah, I don't I don't like Joe Biden, but I don't hate him. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, you know, I'm doing a lot of it is satire, but a lot of the things, I mean, the guy falls up and down the staircase, I'm going to address <laughs> that. So, you know, it's, I would say since I started doing it, it's been about 95% positive to 5% negative. Mm. But the 5% negative, and this goes with anything, could be real brutal. They're gonna say you you can say you don't read comments all you want, but you're looking at those comments. Of course. Like, oh, she really said that to me. Wow. But I think to answer your question, after going through that for a couple of years, you kind of become numb to it. And you yeah. gotta, you know, you gotta have convictions, man. You gotta keep pressing forward. And uh, you can't believe in that cancel culture shit. I mean, you do gotta watch your mouth to a certain degree, but um look, man, I mean, what I'm doing, it's been successful and you want to try to come cancel me. I'm not going to listen to you anyway. You got to forge forward. And that goes with, with anything you're doing, you know, because yeah. there's always going to be somebody out there that doesn't like it. Yeah, I respect that. Yeah.
1: A hundred percent correct. Um, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, So give us your thoughts. <clears throat> it's funny because you said uh, we talk about that a lot. We talk about like, the 98 Yankees growing up yeah. right, with this amazing team and God, we had yeah. George. We had George, right? Big George, the boss. Big George, big George, big George. Um, you know, he, he, he went as far out as you could go. It didn't matter to him. You know, he was a fan. Like he's, he had an interview and I would love to see it, you know, with some Gator shoes on kicking in TVs, you know, that would be like (laughs) the greatest comedy sketch of all time right there. But, um, George was that type of guy. And now we're coming to a a little bit of a, of a difference with his son. What are your thoughts uh, on how this club has performed this year and, um, where they're potentially going now with this Gallo deal, um, mm-hmm. So, what are your thoughts on the 2021 Yankees so far?
0: I'll tell you this, and this is coming from you know I'm an avid better. Um, I watch you know I, I watch them as much as I possibly can with the shit that's going on. Uh, when I see what took place, like for instance last Sunday when they blew that lead to the Red Sox, and you watch them watching the guy you guys does well, the day through the no hitter I believe.
2: Uh, Herman.
0: Yeah, Herman, and I'm watching Boone on the steps, like dying to overmanage. Like, let me come in and fuck this up. Let me just come in and fuck this up. <laughs> I understand. I mean, they build the team a certain way every year. It, it, they're a home run heavy team. I, I, my belief is they're a home run or bust team. They don't play small ball. They don't. They don't do the fundamentals of what other teams do, and I think that's what hurts them. But so far this year, I mean. It's looking like it's looking like the last couple of years. It's looking like oh, you know, maybe the wild card, and we'll see you later. I hope not. Uh, I know Joey Gal's is a, a big pickup. That was that surprised me. Like they said, they were going after Trevor's Story, but you know they picked him up. That's a that's a nice little piece. It doesn't look. I know they gave up. Uh, who was Haver Ezekiel Duran and some yeah. guy. So I mean, no,
1: none of the meat, none of the meat of the organization at least.
0: None, of, nothing, nothing too crazy. But I think it'll help. I mean. He's one of the only guys with 40 home runs, you know, in consecutive seasons out of, we're seeing a lot less home runs now. We're seeing a lot less power in the MLB. So, I mean, it's, it can only help, but I think that there's a lot that they have to do fundamentally. And I think this guy is just overmanaging. And I really, I don't know why he's the coach in the first place. Aaron Boone had ever, Aaron Boone had one big home run in, in the playoffs years ago. now he's, now he's a coach. What does that mean? <laughs> what, what qualifications do you, I, I don't know. Sounds ignorant, but that's where I'm at with it. But, There's still another half of the season and you never know, man. Last season was a fugazi season. It was 60 games. So, you know, the, another half of the season is a big deal. So it's a little early. Right. Yeah.
2: Um, You mentioned, sorry to cut you, you mentioned Boone, right. Being like one of the bigger issues of the team. I think us here at NYY news have been harping on that all year. Um, If you had your pick, Right. Of like a, a replacement or maybe not even putting a name to a guy, but just the type of guy who you think should be managing a team like the New York Yankees. Yeah. Who is that? And does it look anything like Aaron Boone?
0: There's not a lot. There's not a lot. There's not a lot of people that are coaching right now. I mean, you see what these teams do. They'll go after a Joe Madden. They'll try to make guys like this that don't have many accolades The face of it. I just think that we're at a point analytically. And somebody said this to me the other day that. What this team Yankees got, maybe you just get a guy with a binder and a headset and call numbers, analytic numbers straight out. Maybe we just don't have a manager because it seems like that that element of, oh, yeah, I think I'm going to do this. I mean, this guy, I feel like they're scared with starting pitching today. A lot of teams are. They don't want to let guys go deep. There's a lot of money involved. And when you have a guy that's calling the shots like that now, George Steinbrenner didn't put up with that shit. His yeah. sons run the team a little differently. I think that these coaches that they've had, even Girardi had a lot more rope and unfortunately they're hanging themselves with it, man. They really are. They are. So,
1: yeah, definitely. Um, You know, that, that's something that we've been harping on with Boone for a while is I don't know if I, I bring this up in almost every single interview because to, to this day, I'm shocked about it. You could have did this. You could have did a whole skit on this one. And yeah. He gets thrown out of a ball game. Right. And at the press conference, he's talking to the reporters and, uh, he tells the reporter that he felt bullied by the umpire.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Now, if that's me and I'm the manager, that day he's fired. I, yeah. I, I, no way do I tolerate
0: a, a yeah. manager
1: of the New York Yankees saying he's, he's, getting, bullied.
0: Bullied. he's yeah. getting
1: bullied by an umpire. Like, this is, and imagine playing for that guy after this. I couldn't
0: do it. It's very soft. It's not the New York approach.
1: No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. So you see stuff like that. And um, it makes you wonder. Um, we had Ozzie Guillen Jr. on the other day. Really? And, yeah, and we were talking to him about, you know, would his father be able to manage? And he basically, like, in today's game, he said flat out. No, not really, because yeah. if his father was to get a lineup card by a group of nerds and he lost yeah. that game, he would tell the media, well, I didn't make the lineup. It was these guys.
0: So this it's not my problem. Game. It's a different game. They, they, they had him coach the New Marlins when they moved, right? Yes, Oh my God. Yeah. It's a different game, man. It's, is that, uh, that softness is coming into the MLB too, man. It is. It's, uh, it's all analytics. And when you don't follow the numbers, you get smoked for it afterwards.
1: Yeah. And God God forbid you tell a player, you know, Hey, you didn't run up the line, sit down, take a seat. It's like now you're doing something wrong. You know, you got to be punished for that as a manager. He even told us that, um, years ago, of course, when a manager did that to a star player ownership would be like, Hey, star player, sit down and shut up. Now it's like manager, hit the yeah. head or out, you know, go, go to take a nap. Yeah. So it, it's, it's it, definitely a different time.
0: It's not. Yeah. The dynamics, there's just too much money being thrown around, man. It's crazy. These guys are making crazy money and it is a business at the end of the day. And I know, I think there was that problem with Gary Sanchez, like in the past two seasons, because he's been fucking awful the past two seasons. And, but he's a star. Like he's, he's making money. He's a star. And they, they, they tend to coddle these players, man. And, you do see that dynamic where you can't be too rough on the players, man. Now it's now it's go after the manager. It's different. Yep. Definitely different.
2: You you guys you've been speaking to how much the game has changed. And in 2021, baseball looks a lot different than it did in 95, 96, 97. Yeah. I think one of the most different things is like something we've been seeing this year with Aaron Judge, for instance, right? There's this whole thing this whole controversy surrounding oh is the guy vaccinated or not like where do you yeah. fall on that like is, is this a question that players should have to answer publicly and tell people like that yeah. if they're vaccinated or not vaccinated or if, do they owe it to their teammates? where do you fall on that?
0: This is I'm actually very passionate about this particular issue and we're seeing it with the NFL, the NFL is going is gonna lead the way fucking this up. Mm-hmm. you're gonna see it. the NFL is now telling people that listen. It doesn't matter if you're on the left or the right. You can still get COVID when you're vaccinated. Okay, it's proven. It's it's going on every day. And now they even
1: and now they even said that you know you can actually you vaccinated folks will still spread the virus. There's no that's that's not changing.
0: One hundred percent. But I think what we're looking at in the NFL is they lost so much money last year that they're looking for it back. And if they have to use you as a scapegoat if you're the one that chose to get unvaccinated, not to get the vaccine, they're going to get that money back—the fourteen thousand or whatever it is—they're looking at. And now it seems like the MLB, and I'm sure the NBA, well, the NBA is very woke, so they'll go after this immediately. <laughs> it looks like it is not anybody's business if you're vaccinated. It is a, I know some players are on the left, and there's some players on the right that goes across all sports. But you you should not be able to ask somebody. The fact that it's not against HIPAA violations is beyond me. Yeah. yeah. But the fact that they're, it, it's going to create a big problem. And you're going to see players like Hopkins in the NFL. People yeah. are going to it's going to destroy the bottom line, but these, these, these companies are private. The MLB and the NFL, they're private entities, they're private companies. And it's about bottom line for them. And they, they just seem to go with the left, man. This woke bullshit. And how could you ask somebody if they're vaccinated?
1: How it's, cra- it's, it's crazy to me. You know, I was talking about it the other day to a few friends and we yeah. were even saying, you know, what the hell's next? If, if you're, if you're a, if you're a little overweight, they're going to stop you from, from, they're going to ask you how much you weigh. They're going to yeah. ask you, do you have a heart disease? You know, you can't come in here because of this, because of that. I mean, it, it, it's insanity. We don't ask people these questions to go about daily life. No. And, you know, you're seeing what's going on right now, too, in other countries that are protesting this stuff. And,
0: yeah, oh, you, it, know,
1: it, it, yeah. you know, the media is not really covering it because I don't think it fits their narrative. No. And, and you're seeing that happen that, you know, France is, is right now, like, at the point of, like, revolution over there.
0: Like, They're not playing around. It's not good over there. Nobody's reporting on that.
1: No, not nope. at all, and no, nobody's talking about it. But you, and, and the reason, you know, Francis even talked about that, I always re- retweeted out, and I, say, and I say, just shut the hell up. Like, yeah. there, was a, there was a guy, Keith Law, who blocked me, and I'm happy he blocked me because I called him out for being such a jerk-off. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Rizzo, who you know is the first baseman <laughs> for the Chicago Cubs. Oh. This man has come off cancer. He defeated cancer. He defeated all this. He simply <laughs> said, he simply stated, my doctor recommended I do not get the vaccine now. Maybe okay. we'll revisit that down the line. Do you notice, know jerk-off guy, reporter, Little Weasel, comes out and says he has an obligation to apologize to his team and the fan base?
0: Wow. Is, this there, is insane. There is a mental illness with this. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <or anything. laughs> it. has got to be something. There is something going on. I, I mean, look, I'm not an anti-vaccine. Me either, and that's what exactly. I'm the same way. Not again, yeah. Not not an anti-vaxxer. I believe in science, but what I don't believe in—hold on, there's a lawnmower outside. What I don't believe in is everybody has their own health plan with their doctor. All right, that's that's private. If your doctor makes a recommendation to you, follow that recommendation if that's what you want to do. But this this crazy shit where there's a, a vaccine that came out with like probably four total trials. It was called Operation Walk Speed. It was on the Trump Operation Walk Speed. I'm not putting that in my body right now. The fact <laughs> is that I know that it, I know that a lot of people are dying from it and the adverse effects to it are scaring. It is a virus with a 98 point something survival rate. From As are under, under
1: 85, too. That's the thing. You know, from under yeah. 85, you got about a 99.65% chance of surviving, and that keeps going
0: yeah. higher up. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, and they're making such a big deal out of it. And I think we're headed into um, we're headed into another, probably another lockdown, man. They're talking about masks again. It's not going to be good for sports. I can yeah, tell you that. I know nah. DC,
1: DC announced it today that indoor and outdoors, you have to wear a mask no matter what your vaccination status is. And here's the yeah. question that I always had. Um, this is the last one I'll have on this topic. But yeah, the strangest thing in the whole thing for me is Dr. Fauci, we're told to believe this guy, right? He is uh, the leading epidemiologist in the world. Now, yep. my understanding of epidemiology is you're working with viruses. That's what yep. you do. That's your job. How is it? This is the weirdest thing to me. And I said this from the very beginning. How is it that you would flip-flop on something as easy as mask? It's a safety precaution. Wouldn't this be known as an epidemiologist? hundred percent. That's like if you go into a store, right? You, you spill something on the floor and your manager goes, Put the sign there because if somebody falls, we'll get sued. So that's, what, yeah. that's a safety precaution. You yeah. would think as an epidemiologist, the one thing you would be 100% sure of is if you wear a mask and when you wear one. Yeah. That, that, that has shocked me from the beginning.
0: He had First of all, this guy has no, I, this little Geppetto fuck. This guy has no credit. <laughs> this, this guy has been flip-flopped. I, he is clearly in the to stay in the spotlight to be relevant. I've seen something today. He said, he outright admitted that they don't. Not only did they not have tests for the Delta variant, but they—you could still get infected the, the same amount of unvaccinated person is with the new variant. These people make no sense in their running your lives, and yeah. people are listening. To them, oh, I'll listen to the scientists over you, but he—he he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. There's no, there's no consistency.
2: Yeah,
0: it's scary, man. We're in scary times, and it did. It's destroying sports, man. It's destroying yeah. everything that we love. It's, it's seeping into every aspect of our lives. And I thought, I thought a vaccine would be um, something that you'd have to make the decision about yourself and not talk about, but that's not the case. And it won't be the case for a long time. No, nope. yeah.
2: okay. I'm kind of happy that the whole thing, that's why I brought up the thing with judge. Cause to be honest, I've been yeah. happy just looking at people on Twitter, like expose this, the stupidity that they carry with themselves on a daily basis like, because these are the same people who are like, oh, Aaron Judge the greatest. I mean, this guy, the next yeah. captain, the next Jeter, or whatever. Oh, he's not vaccinated. Oh, screw that guy. How could he? Yeah, the captain. It's like, yeah. what are you talking about? Oh, now he's not the captain anymore because he didn't yeah. get his flu shot. Like, what are we talking about here? It's still Aaron Judge, right? Don't you? You still want him out there. But no, now you're now you're conflicted deep down because just, you don't know if he's vaccinated or not.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Over a medical choice. Dave, he's yeah. not a good player anymore.
2: It's like, I, I don't know, I, I just I, I enjoy it because I think everything with COVID surrounding COVID 2020 and everything, you saw a lot of people's true colors come out. And I, lo- I love stuff like that. I love when you start to see where people like where, what side of the, you know, the fence people fall on. Because I, I like when it's I like when it's out there that way. And I like when people expose the stupidity. I love it. Oh, we're at that, now, we're <laughs> at that point
0: now. We're at that point now. All players are coming back. That's yeah. it. Yeah,
1: well, the sure. the, funny, the funniest thing for me is that <clears throat> how, how did this vaccine become some sort of, well, whether you're, if you get it or you don't get it, that means you're a Democrat or a Republican. No, it doesn't. Yeah. No, it doesn't. You know how many liberal friends that I actually have that I was like, yeah, man, I'm not, I don't, I don't need it. I yeah. don't want it. And I, I'm not interested in it. it doesn't mean that they're going to go vote Republican next time they go out there. It makes no difference. It's, it's just, it's just another ploy to try to either fear monger, scare yeah. or worry people into doing something I even saw today, which was kind of when I did hear exactly what you were talking about about Fauci, he did hundred percent say that he said that there's no difference in the, in the, um, in the amounts of COVID yeah. that's in either one. So the idea of that is, okay, so, so then there, there is no difference in anybody we're vaccinated yeah. or unvaccinated. There's no difference, but, um, just, uh, just hearing where everything is. And I think you're a hundred percent right. I think we potentially are looking at other lockdowns, um, yeah. I know. I know. Here in in Virginia, um, there's potential that they're going to bring the whole mask thing back again. I know a Disney oh, yeah. wor- Disney World, Disneyland, all yeah. them have already done it again. They so love the mask, and they, they love it. they love the mask. They really yeah. do the the mask. Well, we well the reporters, by the way, <laughs> you can always you can always kind of single them out because the yeah. mask is in their profile immediately. You know, it's like the whole mask is immediately it's like a whole diaper on their face.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so it's always there,
0: but I, I don't, I don't like what it's doing to man. I don't turn the fucking TV on to worry about whether or not Aaron Judge is vaccinated or not. And that, that, and if you want to get vaccinated, man, by all means, go ahead. You want to turn into the fucking donkey from Shrek in three years? Then go and do that. <laughs> you want to throw, take that chance. Then go and take that chance. That's up to you. It's your, it's your right. Hopefully, nothing happens to you. Me, it ain't happening. Up the block from my place. I'm not home now, but up the block from my place the military installment for vaccines. And, I mean, they just, come on in, guys. You're giving it away for free. Fucking who knows what's going to happen. I don't believe in that. It's crazy, oh, man. man.
1: It, it's scary yeah. when you, when you, when you, it's like people don't even want you to say, well, can I just wait? You know what I mean? It's like, no, you can't. But
0: why no, you can't why not? Yeah. I mean, at least let it. Let it fan itself out a little bit. Let it breathe before we start talking about getting it. It's crazy.
1: Don't, don't worry. Your good friend de Blasio will be down there licking his fingers, saying, that hey, you get some chicken tonight if you get vaccinated. Uh,
0: you see that? God. Oh my God. <laughs> That's brutal, man. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. burger element to this. It's like, oh shit, man. You're wild. Yeah.
1: Unbelievable. But my last question for you, and then Francis, if you if you have another question too, is um this is the big one right here. We we talked about the Yankees making um making this move. Yeah. Your your quickest reaction, do they make the postseason, yes or no?
0: I think they'll squeak in, yeah. I do. Wild card. I do. Yeah, it's going to be wild card. Yeah, it's going to be wild card. That's my prediction. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: I do. I mean, listen, man, like I said, second half of the season, it's not a 60-game season anymore. They can catch some fire. I know they got two wins put together right now against the Rays, right? They won last night, too. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and when's, when, when do we start the uh, – how many – yeah, no, I think wild card. That's where I'm going. Now. I'm going wild card. So hopefully Joey Gallo will be a nice boost. Um, I, th- I think that's probably going to be the biggest. Well, I don't know what you guys think. That's probably going to be the biggest move they make, right? The tra- yeah, trade-
1: I, drive- I, I think they'll still add more. I think they'll still probably add one or two more pieces, if anything. And okay. story, Trevor's story could be a big one too. If
0: they uh, get Trevor's story. It's a different, I think it's a way different book. I've been watching it. Even on Colorado, he's something else, man.
1: I think it's possible. I think it's actually yeah. possible, surprisingly, but I think it is.
0: No, yeah. but I'm thinking wild card and you know, maybe they make some noise, but they got a lot. I think they're gonna have to revisit the board on the on the coach, I don't, I, on the manager. I don't think that's gonna, it, it doesn't seem to do us any good each time we put a new guy in there, but I don't think this guy's gonna get us across the finish line. But that's my personal opinion, and I think there's a lot. I think, I think less is more right now. That's what I think. Yeah. Let them swing, steal some fucking bases, play some small ball, and you know, see what happens, man. It's in pieces.
2: All right. My, la- my last question is a fun question. I try to come up with like something yeah. like culture interesting, like for our listeners. So, right. You're a comedian. You do stand up. Yeah. You show. Right. What, what are some of the similarities you would say between what you do out there on a stage and what athletes do out there on the field?
0: I, I think it translates very, first of all, I mean, when you walk out and you're in front of people, man, I think that same feeling um, manifests to me and I've described it to everybody everybody I know there's no feeling like being on stage and I would imagine that the feeling I get in front of a sold-out crowd is very very similar to what these athletes are doing that that same general feeling inside your chest and your stomach um I think that when you have a lot of eyes on you no matter what you're doing swinging a swinging a bat you know talking into a mic singing I think that um everybody's there for that same entertainment feeling and I think it all I think it all translates the same way it's uh it's a wild feeling. And I would imagine when Aaron judge that, you know, steps into the box, it's the same, the same thing. So it's pretty awesome for sure.
1: All
2: right, Bobby. Co- so,
1: oh, sorry. Go ahead, Francis. Uh,
2: uh, this, the, the last part of the question was, uh, if you had to compare your performance as a comedian to an athlete, any, any sport, which Shit. athlete would you be?
0: <laughs> um, you know what it is? Is I, I don't know off the top of my head. I don't know too many conservative, uh, is that too many conservative athletes out there? So I <laughs> think about that for a while, but, uh, I mean, I, I'm definitely not PC. I can tell you that. And I know a lot of people do <laughs> that. One, so I, I, I can't give you an answer to that right off the top of my head. Cool, cool.
1: So the last thing I have for you, Bobby, is can you give yeah. the fans um, where to find you? What are your upcoming shows?
0: Yeah. Uh, I have four pages in total, two on TikTok, two on Instagram. It's Let's Rant Comedy. You can find that on both TikTok and Instagram, at Let's Rant Comedy, one word. Uh, L-E-T-S-R-A-N-T Comedy. And Bobby's Rant Factory. All one word, both on uh, Instagram and TikTok. My next upcoming shows is in Hop Hog, Long Island. This particular show is a dinner show in Hop Hog. It's on August 3rd. I believe that's a weeknight. I think it's a Tuesday. Yeah, I believe so. And uh, last one we did was sold out. We're doing uh, I got a bunch of shows lined up. I'm trying to go uh, go on a tour soon. So you follow me on any of those pages, and I'll give you all the updates you need. And hopefully I see somebody out at the show.
1: Awesome, Bobby. We wish you all the success and thank you so much for joining us on Designated Spitters.
0: I appreciate you guys having me on. I wish you all the best. Anything you need, reach out to me, man. All right. We'll do. Thank awesome you. time. Thanks a lot.
1: All right, man. I mean, a lot of the stuff that um that Bobby said, great stuff, great material. And it's great just <clears throat> to hear from another Yankee fan, too, that actually does something else. You know what I mean? He's not yeah. he's getting busier and busier now in his schedule doing stand up and things like that, where he's not always focused on the club, but everybody knows, you know, what is wrong with his team. And we actually talked to Bobby before these moves, before the Rizzo move, he was there for the Gallo move, but before yeah. the Rizzo move. So he didn't get to see that one, but, um, we talked about that, you know, of, of, of the difference and things like that, that that could make. And, um, and yeah, so I, I mean, um, guys go ahead and definitely make sure you're actually checking out, uh, let's Rant factor. I actually saw some videos today. I was, I was laughing like crazy. Um, Bobby's a, Bobby's a special character. You can see where he gets the, why the comedy works for him.
2: Yeah. He's a funny, he's a funny guy, but all, I mean, aside from just being like a funny guy, I, re- I really respect, uh, what he's doing. Um, I hope that came, I hope that came across clearly in the interview, man. And I think. Like what we bring as the designated spitters podcast, like I hope that like fans are catching on or whatever. Like, yeah, we're speaking to like, you know, people, baseball people, people like the Yankees too. But like a, a lot of the guys that we are, that we've been speaking to, like these are fans. These yep. are fans. Like we're like, you know, we're we're this is like straight up real deal talk from actual fans, people who live and die with the team the way that we do, right? So these are the people you guys got, you guys, you should enjoy hearing from. I think Bobby, I think Bobby was a good one. I mean, it doesn't hurt when, you know, the person going through the struggle with you was kind of funny too. So right. Yeah. No, it definitely helps. And shouts out to him.
1: Yeah. One of the other good things too, that, um, that Bobby does help is something that a lot of people are, you know, um, struggling with now in a bit is that is, you know, being able to speak what you believe and staying relevant, you know what I mean? And not having people just turn away from you. And, and the good thing about Bobby is Bobby's somebody like I am in a sense of where, you know, people want to throw certain things your way. And it's like, no, I, I don't care what you do. I'm just letting you know what I would do. And that doesn't mean that, you know, I don't believe in certain things. I I believe in things that you may believe in also. But why can't we see eye to eye still? Or why can't me not doing something be okay with you, but you doing something also already okay with me? I don't care about that. Yeah. And you know, like he also said too, I'm also, he's also a comedian. So a lot of the stuff he says is a little over the top and he tries to make it funny, but mm-hmm. he believes what he's talking about. And that is impressive in today's time because it's not easy to get shows booked. It's not easy to, to, um, keep pages going. Like He said on that thing, he had to create multiple pages cause he knew they were going to eventually probably cancel it and shut it down. And yeah. it's happened to a page that he had over 170,000 followers on. That sucks. That, that's, that's very, very annoying to go through that. It's a shame.
2: Yeah. It's, it's honestly, honestly, it's a, it's a shame that like we live in the times that we do in that regard. I think, you know, when you have people like Bobby, who aren't afraid to like, you know, speak and to be themselves and to, and be like, you know, the most authentic version of themselves on the world stage, like those people are gems those people are gems. I'm not just saying that because he did our podcast, because no, whether he right. did it or not, he'd still be getting this praise from me, right? I'm telling you, those people are gems. Like 90% of the things you see on social media, this is this is a facade. It's just people showing you like their highlight reel of life or like what they've doctored for hours before they put it in front of you yep. because they're afraid to be authentically them, right? <laughs> Optics- and when somebody's authentically <clears throat> them, they want to cancel you. Yeah. Like 90% of the time, if, if, if and this is, this, that's my biggest issue with the whole cancel culture thing. That is just like, bro, if you look that, if you put anybody under that microscope, you can cancel them.
1: Of course. You of can course. cancel anybody. Or you could microscope. find, you know, like I love the best thing ever is like when you find a tweet when somebody was 16. And now exactly. they're like twenty. They're like, oh my God, this person's this, and this person's that. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> people do stupid things when they're young. One that you know, when they're older, they look back and like, yeah, I was so dumb. Why the hell I even do people it? Like, yeah,
2: why? Why did I do that? Why did I say that? But right. we live in a world where it's like, no, you could, you could never have ever said anything, in any way, that was stupid at all. Because right. if you did, we're gonna hold you accountable for that today, and we're gonna treat you as if you're that same person today. It's like.
1: Clearly, then we're gonna we're gonna I, call your job and we're gonna yeah. do this and you can't work in a in a bank or you can't it's work nuts. in a grocery store because how dare you say something like that that offended me, even though I'm reading it today. <laughs> exactly.
2: and it's you said ago. it thirty years ago, but it right. offends me today thirty years later. and so you need to be canceled from the life that you have today and who you are today for something you did when you were a completely different person.
1: Right. And, like, and don't get me wrong.
2: I'm all for like canceling a person who's a terrible person of today. Of course, of course. But yeah, A lot of times you're canceling people who were terrible people a long time ago. Right. And you want to make them pay for it like now. Like, I mean, to bring it to baseball, the, the hater thing, like I was like, okay, he said some pretty stupid, co- oh, they yeah, weren't even, yeah, yeah. It Josh wasn't even funny. Yeah, Yeah. It, it, it wasn't even funny. Like, right. I, I'm sure when he looked at it, he cringed like why did I even think that that was funny at the time? I don't know. Yeah. Or whatever. But I'm like, I think it's clear now he doesn't think that way now. Like he was apologetic about it too. I'm like, I don't like, why are we like, no, like, oh man. Like I would never want a guy like that on my team. I I was literally on Twitter adamantly saying like, I hope none of you guys want him on your team so that he can end up on my team. Well, the, the,
1: the big difference that you notice with something like that is all the teammates that came to his defense, like immediately. So, you know, there's the difference. And, and look, this might be a bad comparison. Because it is a different situation. But if the Dodgers don't want Bauer back. So I I know that's a different situation. And I understand that. But what I'm getting at is here, if he was somewhat that person, not many people would have came jumping his defense. Because if you remember too, Bauer's situation, yeah, we know it's bad. We don't, we don't know hundred percent of this guilt there, but it looks like there's a lot of evidence that that, that backs this claim up. Yeah, nobody is coming to the dude's defense because I feel like he's kind of always had this kind of vibe around him where people didn't like him, whether that was teammates. There, there, always seemed to be a little something there. And again, I understand that There's are two big different things here, but oh, yeah. if haters still had that hatred in him or that ignorance in him, I'm pretty sure would still rub off on some teammates and they wouldn't be jumping up at that. Like, nah, this dude's a good dude. Shut up. Like what no, he they, said when they, he was 17. I don't care. That ain't the dude they, that's here
2: they'd with be, us. They'd be able to, they'd be able to tell. I don't think people realize no how much of their lives baseball players spend with each other. It's not, it's, family. it's really, it's really unlike any other sport. Like when you go on a freaking, 10 12 game road trip with these guys. You are from hotel to hotel with the same people. You eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner with the same people. You're going to the ballpark, throwing practice, whatever. Like, you, I mean, you're drinking. yeah, you know, you're the, at, you're, the, at, you're the, with
1: these dudes the, at their worst, at their best.
2: Exactly. And there's a lot of times, and that's a that's a very important point. There's a lot of times where you guys will go, hit a bar after a game or yep. whatever, like it's the, between the off day. So you guys are going to travel the next day to get to the next series on the road. You'll hit a bar, whatever. People start drinking and get a little happy or whatever. You start to see people's true colors and that's stuff. That's right. Trust me, teammates that have been around each other for a couple seasons, they'll know what type of guy these people are. And that's why, like you said, it's very telling that the Dodgers are, you know, deciding to say, yeah, you know what? We want no parts of this guy coming back. It kind of makes you feel like in the, the time that he's been with them, he's probably been a little bit of a douche. And so when this stuff came More out, than likely. they don't have trouble believing it. And that's why they're already like, oh, well, yeah, we don't want him back. Versus when the, the hater stuff came out, his teammates were like, nah, that's not, the, that's not the guy we're talking about today or whatever. And the only reason I bring it up again is because I loved how that was able to play out how you know it was loud and whatever but then it, it died down or whatever and the mob got tired and found someone else to go kill and so they left them alone but i appreciated that situation i liked the way that the teammates came to his defense i liked the way that it kind of worked out and haters still hate her like i appreciated that i was like that's that's that was good because it could have, it could have went it could have went left it could have went really left that's what that's that's what happens a lot of times and that's why again that's why i was i, I was commending bobby you know, for what, for what he does, man, because we live in a world where you, you can't have a different opinion from someone else.
1: Well, for an example, I mean, look at what we already seen Yankee fans think of Aaron Judge. And we talked about that, that, you know, Bobby brought that yeah. up. Well, you brought that up, I believe, when it, when it came yeah. to talk with Bobby is um, a personal health decision. Now, however you believe it, that's okay. Like even Bobby said, you want a vaccine, get a vaccine. I don't care. I choose not to, you yeah. know, and, and and that's at this point, hopefully it'll, it'll always be that way because it should. That's his choice to make that decision. But We've seen Yankee fans um, go after Aaron Judge. These guys claim to love him. I'll do anything. He's the captain. He's the best. He's this. He's that. And then, my God, without even evidence of knowing it, without evidence of even knowing it, their yeah. assumption is because it, it probably came from one of these guys, potentially. Higashioka the other night was just like, I don't want to answer this question because I know what you guys are trying to do. Yeah. And he knows he answered that question brilliantly because he said that if I say something, it might affect somebody else. Somebody else says something, it might affect somebody else. I'm not giving you guys that headline. And we've seen Yankee fans break out the torches and come banging at the door of Aaron Judge. The same people on Yankee Twitter that we mm. go to bat for our guys, we love them, mm. are super fast. To be anti-vaxxer, anti-vaxxer. We don't like you. How dare he do this? He
2: needs to get vaccinated. He needs to get vaccinated. Like, that's why I was saying I was just like, it's 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 nuts. Cause these are the same people that are like, oh my God, Aaron Judge or whatever. And then all of a sudden like, I can't believe he's not vaccinated. It's like, bro, what are we what are we talking about? Like, the the, the guy's a ball player.
1: Right. He's, a, he's right. a
2: baseball player. Me personally, listen, I hope. That off the field, Aaron Judge is a stand-up guy, cool dude, whatever. But me personally, do I really care? Like, I <laughs> right. You know, I, I don't, don't care. I know what I'm saying if if he's coming to the stadium and hitting his home run, as long as he's not doing anything immoral outside of the stadium, like right. you know what I mean? I don't give a damn. Like, is he yeah. vaccinated? Is he, I just I can't sleep until I know if he's vaccinated or not. Then you know what? Stay up, honey. <laughs> like, stay away. What do you doing? Like, yeah. What? 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 are we? What are we doing? Like, why? Why is this a thing? I mean, I know why it's a thing, but I just have to continue asking myself the rhetorical question: Like, why is this a thing in 2021? Like, him, Rizzo, all these guys. We were joking the other day. I know some people are gonna get upset about it. We was like, oh, look, we got Rizzo. We're the New York anti vaxxers They're really gonna yeah. hate that. But it's just like, to look me, at, it's, look it's at Keith. Look
1: Look at Keith Law's tweet. Oh, I mean, that's disgusting. I'm, I don't care yeah. what any. That, that, that was very that
2: was very ignorant on his part, you see, that's the thing that gets me. When you're along with the mob, you can say you can say whatever, whatever you want, disrespectful, you can ignorant say what, shit, and look, nobody goes at nobody
1: goes for you. Look, nobody you know you me. know me. I've talked to you about this. You've been following me for a long time. There's a time oh, yeah. period there before the election where I was very very political, and it it cost yeah. me a lot of followers, and that's understandable, and I get it. And I said when I bring NYY News back, I'm gonna go. I, I, this is what I love to do, so I'm not gonna let overall my because my choice of life is not to be a politician I don't yeah. enjoy talking politics all day because it angers you you know you you get into a different mindset yeah and um I don't wanna I don't want that to be me because baseball is fun to me it's exciting I love it I had something happen in January where I want to create something that I'm hopefully remembered for that we mm-hmm. all are and yeah. you know that's something I'm looking forward to do now but Let me be honest about one thing. What you just said is so damn spot on, man. It is so spot on. I have seen people that typically are on the left, and I don't care if you're watching this, a lot of you talk to me, know that you're liberal and I talk to you every day. Whenever you mess with me, we never have issues. I have seen some of the worst comments, things in person coming from people that praise every single day that welcome into everybody, but they'll be racist blatantly racist blatantly 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 racist or or just horribly you know feeling that well i can get away with saying this can i well what gave you that right well how how do you get away with that
0: and we're seeing
1: that we're seeing that all the time we're seeing that with everything we're watching so yeah man i congratulate bobby for what he does and it's even more cool that he's a yankee fan so we could chat yankee exactly it's an
2: added added bonus it's an added bonus all you, all, all you authentically, you real Yankee fan. We're going to find you and hopefully have you on the pod.
1: Yeah. Facts. You, of course.
2: If you bring it something, I mean, it also doesn't help if you bring a little something to the table, you know, a little, little success. You know what I'm saying? We want to, we, we all, we all building together, man. Yep. We're all building together. So be you, be authentic. It works. Look at Bobby. Look, the look guys at his pages do really well. Of
1: course. And look at, another I, guy. I, I didn't know
2: about him. I didn't know, like, I didn't find him like on my own. I found him because somebody
1: sent me one of his videos. Yeah.
2: And I kept, I got, went down the rabbit hole and I was like, oh, this is hilarious.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, he is a funny, he's a funny dude. And and, and thing- let
2: me tell you, let me tell you, I don't agree. Like there's some video, whatever, like, well, it'll be, a, it'll be a joke about an opinion that I don't necessarily even agree with, but I can laugh at it. Of like course, when, of course. when do we become a society that, yo, you, you can't even laugh. Like if you, you can't even laugh at Bro,
1: it. Bro, can you imagine and if Richard Pryor was around today? He'd never make oh. it. So how sad is that? That somebody as great as a guy, like a, great, he's prior, one of the greatest of all time. And he wouldn't have been around. He, he wouldn't, wouldn't have been it able to work today. He wouldn't And that's have why like to. you
2: get, you get a guy like, you get a guy like Dave Chappelle and it's like, and they've tried, they've tried to cancel him and several he can't, times. He can't be canceled. Yep, but he it's like, that. yo, he's, he's, and I bring it up. I bring it up. Cause I I saw the other day, like everything that happened with, <clears throat> with chef. Yeah. Because of the Lizzo tweet. Yeah. I was just, like,
1: gu- just going to say, I wanted to, you know, commend, Sheffield too, because he goes through that mess. Yeah, and he handled it. I think he
2: handled it gracefully. Um, obviously Marley did not. Um, but it was a joke. Like, and when I say Marley did not, don't don't misunderstand me. I'm saying like when when she started when she blocked him, that I woke up. I don't know if that was uh, that was today. Morning, that was blo- this morning. I believe it was today. I
1: believe it was. When today, I woke yeah. up
2: and saw that he tweeted out that that she blocked him. I was just like, come, like that's like that's too much, like that why do you like why are you playing into this like this is my whole thing and it's like don't don't play into the mob bro just
1: just be you, you. you like you if you saw the you, tweet man.
2: and you thought it was funny then it's it's funny like it was funny so how do you judge somebody off of somebody like this whole thing oh you you can't make a fat joke about somebody who's fat you fat shaming and what when i was growing up
1: it was a normal thing. I'm not
2: even going to get into it because then you're going to have the anti-bullying. No, they they can say whatever me, they want. Look, let me tell you guys that. something
1: real quick. The greatest thing in my life that happened to me, I'll tell you right now. I told you this. A lot of people don't believe it. Trust me. Felix know me my whole life. You can ask Felix. Your boy was a fat ass. Complete fat ass. I'm like, I'll, I'll say it. You know why? Because I've been there and I've done that and I can. So I was pushing 297. Okay. My brother Michael used to be on me all the time. Michael, you're fat, you're fat, you're fat, you're fat, you need to lose weight, you need to lose weight, you're, you're bad for your health, bad for your health. Going up the stairs one day to my grandfather's apartment when my grandfather's alive, God, God rest his soul. Walking up the steps, I got to pass the, like the second or the second flight of stairs. My arms on the handlebar can't breathe. My brother Michael looked at me and goes, You're 17. You should be ashamed of yourself. That's all he told me. Now, people could sit there and be like, oh, that's mean. That's right. Guess what I decided that day? My ass is gonna lose weight because it's not comfortable. It doesn't feel good. It's not mm. healthy. However, we want to lie to ourselves and say that Lizzo is some healthy queen, she's not. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it real with you guys. Be mad at me all you want. She's not no healthy queen. There's nothing wrong with being comfortable with who you are. That's okay. But don't come yeah. out and be like, we wanna glorify how this person looks because that you shouldn't do in every situation. You shouldn't just glorify looks, whether they're pretty or not, you, yeah. you shouldn't. Or however yeah. you see that's an eye to beholder. However you see that. Exactly. But one of the things going through a pandemic, it's shocking to me that nobody talks about health. Nobody talks about <laughs> obesity in America. They're telling you get a vaccine. and we will give you some greasy ass fries. Nobody every talks variety. about how you build yeah, your I mean, immune system. That's just confusing. Don't it.
2: it's, it's hilarious. But it's you're like,
1: spreading oh, misinformation. If you say stuff like that,
2: yeah. It's like, Oh, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're not worried about your health. You're not worried about protecting the health of others around you because you don't want to get vaccinated. And that same person will like go and like retweet a famous celebrity. Cause it's not just Lizzo. There's a bunch of awesome. famous celebrity who may be overweight, like stuffing their face on something that's probably unhealthy. And it's like, I don't like, is it okay? Because like they're a celebrity or like, you don't really care about their health or, but you claim to care about everyone's health and like, Oh, it's not as serious because it's not a virus. I mean, obesity is a disease. I've been told several times that's not a disease, right? I mean, hey, teach his own. My thing with the chef point was it was a freaking joke. Okay. Right. I, you know, I I thought no harm, no foul. I doubt Lizzo saw the joke. I doubt Lizzo would even care if she no, saw Lizzo the joke. Lizzo wouldn't care. You, you don't like, think Lizzo, re- like,
1: if Lizzo types her funny. name in, you don't think she's going to see all comments? I mean, at the end of the day, sometimes yeah. there's people being assholes, and I get that. Yeah. There are assholes out there. But yeah. you gotta look at where how it was done. Chef wasn't meaning it in a harmful way. Chef was obviously joking around. He said another thing. I actually like Lizzo. You know what I mean? I got yeah. obviously nothing against Lizzo. I joked around him. He got a date with her. You know what I mean? It's again common, it's common jokes. You know what yeah, I mean? Well, so joke. we Things gotta like. I just you wish we could be joke. better than that. I, I truly do. I When we, you label everything as negative or insulting and all that, you have no comedy, no, there's nothing to laugh at anymore. There's no, nothing to laugh a, at. It's true.
2: It's a shame. I, I think Marley, you know, freaking, she she retweeted or quote tweeted the thing. And then, you know, who knows? ESPN or whoever was, oh, you know, you got to take that down. You unfollow this kid or whatever. Who knows? But it's just like. probably, probably. You have to do that to keep your job. Like you. Yeah. you. Yeah. You, because you work for a certain place, you can't, laugh. can't laugh at a joke. You're not allowed like, to <laughs> imagine, imagine not being able to laugh at a joke publicly because you work like in a specific, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I could talk about this for hours or whatever. I don't want to make the podcast I could talk about political. it all day. I know even our interview was like a little political My questions, whatever, but, but here's it... the,
1: well, here's the reason. The reason infl- is because they're bringing it into baseball.
2: Exactly. It infiltrated, it infiltrated sports. Right. I don't want to talk about, again, I, I'll reiterate it to you guys. I don't want to talk about whether or not Aaron Judge is vaccinated. Right. You guys want to talk about it. That's the right. issue. That's right. That's why I'm That's forced right. to ask like the question about how people feel about it, because clearly it's a thing.
1: Well, the the thing is, I don't care. And the thing is, too, it's kind of like it's not the problem is, too, that we we talk about it because it's not only the fans talking about it. You got reporters asking him about it. Have you been vaccinated? None of your damn business. One, and then it's like they do that, and the first thing they tweet is immediately. Look what their like reaction was. They put it in quotes, and you know people like Lindsey Adler are like, well, look at my mask all over my face everywhere I go. This person's not vaccinated. It's like they put it out there to let you see it. So then you comment like oh yes good go at him go at him. And that's the mm. thing you see Keith Law do the same thing and all that. And It's like yeah guys, can we just talk about it? is Anthony Rizzo going to get this question? Everybody's going to hate him after a week?
2: What bothers me what bothers me is they're not afraid to ask the players shit like that. But then you'll get Aaron Boone in front of you, you'll get Brian Cashman in front of you, you'll get you'll Hal Steinbrenner hiding in front under of you. A rock and and all of a sudden Nobody knows how to ask a question anymore. <laughs> like, so you could ask, you'll know, ask Aaron Judge if he's been vaccinated, since he's blue in the face. But you're not gonna question Aaron Boone or Brian Cash. You're not gonna question Cashman when he says, "Oh yeah, I mean, we were willing to go over the luxury tax." So nobody in the room immediately thought about Luis Sessa. Right. Nobody in the room nobody. thought about that trade. Nobody thought to ask. That I don't understand like, that.
1: That's a great nah, point nah, again, and we talked about nah. that a little bit. That is the Come stupidest on, thing in the world. I mean, that's. Sessa
2: gave up the he gave up the lead tonight, but it was the you know, the ghost runner. Yeah, yeah. Cincinnati's playing the Mets here in uh in Queens and he gave he gave up uh he gave up the lead. Javi Javi hit a bomb and Javi first hit a time. bomb and one other his met first. I wanna
1: I, I'm happy you brought that up because I was seeing it here. Brandon Drury is is putting on a show.
2: Oh yes. Yes, he, he putting got the on hit. A show. He got the and let me tell you, you yeah, guys something. I'm not,
1: I'm not taking back anything I said about Brandon Drury. He gets a start, he stays <laughs> healthy. Your boy can hit. I, I still hold it to this day. I'm telling you, he's gonna prove me right at some point. He's proving me right right now, but I want to see it for a full year. Brandon Drury's yeah. a good ball player. Without injuries, then he had what he had with the Yankees—all the vision problems, didn't he?
2: Yeah, it was like it was weird. Like it, it was, was kinda, like really was it was like some really scary stuff. I think it's kind it of like, kinda like his vision what, um, was blurry.
1: Yeah, like what Clint is going through almost, where it was like main That's vision, vision like vertigo problems.
2: That's what scares me with Clint is because I remember Drury stuff starting like that, and then it was just like, yeah, now nah, it's like over. I was like, "What the hell happened to yeah, this guy?" And he just
1: went away, and it was like, "Damn!" Yeah. and and now, hopefully, if he gets it together, Brandon Drury's a good ball player. I don't care. I put my hands on fire for that one. I think Brandon Jury could could definitely get it going.
2: I mean, he's he's looked he's looked decent. I mean, listen, I think it's very hard for like anybody who's like a Yankee fan to kind of talk down about like guys like that when we, you know, re- regularly put guys like Tyler Wade out there. So right, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How are we going to you know like, how are we going to like, really like, nah, bro. it was like, I was like, yeah, look, former Yankee, Brandon jury walks, it walks it off against former Yankee, Luis Sessa, who didn't have to be <laughs> traded apparently because how was willing to go over the luxury tax. Right. And I know some of you out there are going to say, Oh, but why go over like just a couple million? Like he probably would have went over if it would have been like to blow through it. He wasn't going to go over for just a couple million or what, um, you know, that the fine is the same. Right. Like there's it's thresholds for a reason. So like, if you go over the first threshold, there's like a 10, 20 million, like number there that like, if you go over and stay in that range, the fine is the same. And then the next threshold is like two fifty or something like that.
1: You know what my thing is about it though. It doesn't even go that far. The fact that it matters, it bothers me because it's obvious you lied. Yeah. That's what gets me yeah. because you wouldn't have made that move. If that wasn't the case cash, no you know? way. See, that would have been me. Yeah. I don't, uh, Mr. Uh, Simonetti, you wouldn't have made the move, Cash. <laughs> That's all I was saying. You wouldn't have made the move. But can you, you please talking?
2: mute him? Can you, can you mute yeah, him, please? You, yeah. you
1: be They're dragging me. My arms. Please kick out. him guess, out. Please kick like, him out, out of the, the Zoom room.
2: Can you please kick him out of the Zoom room? You and you then Simonetti my... joins back with a fake mustache, Bobby Valentine. Yeah, Bobby Valentine.
1: <laughs> you wouldn't have made the move, <laughs> Cash. Back in the
2: room, he says, "Yeah, we have a question from uh, Simon Eddie." Eddie Simon Eddie Simon that really sounds like that really sounds like the guy we just kicked out no we swear it's not him no it's it's first name
1: Eddie Eddie last name Simon Eddie Simon go ahead Sessa baby Sessa
2: (laughs) and Brian Cashman is there. somebody please get the just
1: close the laptop just close the laptop I still remember the day I give Sweeney Murdy all the credit Sweeney went in that day Cashman got hot he never he, he was he goes into every meeting saying I'm protected ain't nobody saying shit to me sweeney yeah. was like not today baby i'm yeah, putting you on the you. spot Sweeney got. but it. i
2: think hey that's the the that's where media flourishes like of course and sports course. and sports media that's where sports media is gonna fl- like people get upset all the time and they're like oh like why do people ask like some of these stupid questions or whatever and it's like it's true there's a lot of people there's a lot of guys you know guys and and women out there asking very stupid questions and press but i think a lot of it like not to shoot them some bail i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that. Their hands are tied a lot of times and they can't really it's ask terrible. certain things or whatever. But it's like, yo, like, there's gotta be something we could do. Like, what if all of you what if you all of all media just ganged up with each other and said, like, no, we're gonna act what the what the hell we want. And if they wanna kick us out, they can't they're gonna kick they're gonna kick us all out. Then they're just gonna lose Some, all the pressure.
1: Sometimes that's how you gotta do things. You know, sometimes yeah. that's how you gotta do things, unfortunately, is that you, you do gotta get people that stand strong together and do it. But you're right what you just said, because if you think about it. This whole year, you had nothing but chances to do that. Nothing but chances. Oh, yeah. That's why we say like Brian Hoke. As much as I like Brian Hoke, I chat with Brian Hoke a lot. Sometimes yeah. that puts stuff out. And I've asked him personally, like, what, what do you you guys ever think about even asking something? And he told me that once I was like, you know, the Zoom thing, you kind of get a question and they then you're done. And this is muted. You don't get to do a follow up. Yeah. But I would jump in with the question ahead of the question. Like I would I would jump in with the question. literally, you got no balls, baby. <laughs> Booney, what's the what's what's the question? Yeah, where did your balls go?
2: Yeah.
1: Like the bullied question? This when
2: he said bullied, he he'd be like, oh, we got a question from Simonetti. And oh, they would have
1: mute him. Bullied? Now the other <laughs> I'm y- sorry, y- y- did, you, did you say bullied? <laughs> did did you uh, I just wanna to, to rephrase and give you a chance to um to go back on something you said. Um you you said you were bullied by the umpire, is that correct? And can you oh, elaborate man. on what that meant? Boone would get,
2: he would get. Did he get yoke you so up by the guard. throat?
1: Did he <laughs> yoke you up by the throat or something that we didn't see? Like, what happened?
2: Boone, Boone would get caught so off guard. And the worst thing is his finger would be like halfway up his nose. So because he got <laughs> startled, like he might touch his brain. He'd be like, oh my, no. What? The you let him ask me that? The Boone bully. I'm a victim. He's a victim.
1: Like, <laughs> my nah, I
2: mean, My thing is, you know what's crazy? Yeah. Out of all people, Michael K called this like last year early in the pandemic, like when everything like started happening and they were bringing sports back, but they, they immediately were like, you know, media won't be allowed. And Michael K said, he's like, this is very bad for the media. He's like, they will never let the media back in. Even when things go back to normal, they're never going to let you back in because they, they, they always wanted to have this much control of it. And now they're going to have it. And you know what? He wasn't wrong. I'm nope. looking at it in 2021. The way things have played out, this whole Zoom room shit, like, they love it, and the quality of, of it, the the quality of it, and the value, it's, it's terrible. Like, Horrible. I'm I'm sorry.
1: Horrible. I hate
2: looking at those those Zoom transmitted Aaron Boone con with the players. The audio's crappy
1: sometimes, and I'm just like, what are we doing? Like, this is the New York Yankees? What the what are we? What's going on? I mean, on anybody here? Like, can jump on Zoom.
2: Exactly. Like, you know what I mean. I'm
1: like, I, I, I want to do stuff that you guys can't. You know, I want, I want, exactly. I don't want to be able to do things you guys could do so easily. It's like, the Yankees, bro.
2: Like I'm supposed to see, you know, I, I'm supposed to see Aaron Boone sweating in high death.
1: Yeah, I can't facts. even tell if he's sweating or not. Half no. the time.
2: he should be sweating most of the season. He should have been
1: sweating, but I couldn't. Uh, what, what a blessing for him. And let let's. So let's jump right into, um, it's been an absolute blessing, this deadline form. You talk about getting a lifeline. My God. So we know about Gallo. We know about Rizzo. Let's talk about Andrew Heaney a little bit. And I know you were talking with a good friend of our show, uh, Tyler uh, Sports Talker, who's on here a lot, but his name is Tyler. Um, Matter of fact, let um, let me do a proper... Shout out for Tyler real quick. I know we DM each other a lot. It is at sports underscore talker one. And um, Tyler did a lot of good things. I know. I think you retweeted him. So I don't know yeah, if you I got that tweet, tweet in front in front of you, but I can pull it up if you don't have it.
2: Um, Give me a second. I'll put, I mean, whoever gets there first kind of thing.
1: Okay. Let's see. Did they, I thought it was like one of the most recent ones you tweeted out. It definitely should be my most... Re- yeah. Right here. I see it too. Oh, you got it too? <laughs> yeah, so I'll read it off real quick, but I'll Go read what he said. Yeah. This is what Tyler wrote, and then I'll read what, what you wrote back. Um The Yankees trading for Andrew Heaney in 2021 is equivalent to them trading for Lance Lynn in 2018. Go ahead and compare their XERA, FIP, XFIP. At the time that Cashman traded for them, there's a reason Cashman has liked Heaney for years, and we can see the best of him coming up. You retweeted that. It's a great insight here by Tyler, as always. Lots of similarities. I must say, I did not notice in his stats before you pointed this out. Hope he pans out. Hashtag squad up. So that's interesting to know. Do you want to elaborate a little more on that?
2: Yeah, I looked. I mean, Tyler, he actually DM'd me and was like, hey, you know, if I I was, I guess he was like watching the lies and he was like, hey, like, you know, for the guys in the chat, you know, who don't really like know, I just tweeted out something that might be interesting. So I went to the tweet and when I saw it, I was like, interesting. So I went like to fan graphs and I was like, I mean, I, I mean take a look because all the information is there. That's what I keep telling people. Do your Googles. It's all, it's all out there. And uh, yeah, he's not, he's not bullshitting. He's not bullshitting. The XERA, the FIP, the X, all that stuff is, it's it's really fucking similar. Lance Lynn in 2018 to what we're getting from Andrew Heaney right now. And I don't know, like he, Tyler's like really high on it. He thinks he's gonna like pan out because he's like these numbers. It's true like this and this is where, this is where analytics are really good. And this is why I say like, I'm not completely against it. Cause when you can look at things like this, now you kind of get into the mind of Brian Cashman, right? Yep. When the Heaney deal came through originally, I, I, he wasn't on my radar. I didn't know he was on anyone's radar. And so I was like, oh, okay, like we got an arm. We need an arm. We need innings eaters. That's when I thought I was like, oh, he's probably just gonna be an innings eater. That's what we need. Now, when Tyler points this out and I go look at it, I'm like, hmm, I don't know about just innings either. They might, they, they probably have way bigger plans for this guy. Looking at what Lance Lynn has done this year, they probably went and said, hey, let's find a guy with similar peripherals to what Lynn was doing a couple of years back and see if we can't get the same production in a year or two. And it's like, hmm, I'm down. Let's see. Or like, we, we might be able to get this a, a year or two, like I'm saying, a couple, like a month or two, whatever. But that, that, uh, the, the advanced analytics, those, those peripheral stats help you to kind of see that and get into the mind of the GM when they make moves like that. So shouts out to Tyler that definitely, you know, great insight, nice deep dive there, you know, looking into that. Yeah. I'm excited. Now I'm I'm super excited to see Heaney start.
1: (laughs) I'm excited for him. I'm excited for him to see, um, one of the things I'm a little concerned about. And again, um, I guess we can take this with a grain of salt, however we want to, but I have a close friend of mine. I'm not going to say who the person is um, because they they sent me a um, tweet or not a tweet. I'm sorry, a message, um, basically like on their phone. Uh, this person is connected to obviously a lot of people. Um, if I told you who he was, you would probably understand why. But um, he went back and forth with somebody who worked for the Angels for over 10 years and still works with the Angels. He said the only thing about him that worries in Heaney is he does not believe his personality, or he has what it takes, as he said, to handle pitching in New York. Mm. So we'll see. We'll see. Now that's only one little thing. We don't. We don't know yeah. how. We don't know who the real person is. Um, but yeah. I did get a message on that today, um, just saying that they don't necessarily feel he has basically the balls or the guts to be able to pitch in the big games that it may take in New York, if he even gets those or just pitching at that level, we'll see. Well, we'll it's see. A, you listen, never know.
2: Seen, it, it wouldn't be the first time. And I think as fans, we, you know, that's something that we just have to kind of understand as Yankees fans, that it's not always going to work out, you know, for guys coming to the Yankees. And I think that's why we applaud, you know, guys like Rizzo when they come here and just start freaking producing, because we know how hard it is. Like, to come here, put on a Yankee jersey and just, you know, go out there and like, I'm a Yankee now. Like that's, that's not easy. So, you know, we, Randy Johnson couldn't do it over here. Like Randy Johnson, he's freaking legend. He he went on.
1: And, and even after that, much, even older, he went to San Francisco and did well. I mean, I think he pitched a, he pitched a no hitter. Then he again after that. I think I, I think he did. I think he did. I I think he did. I I think like towards like.
2: If he did, I don't remember, but. I'm
1: pretty sure like towards like even more towards the end of his career. He yeah. actually pitched the no hitter for I think I think the Giants or Arizona again.
2: Dang. Um, this is gonna eat at me. Let so me see. Looking...
1: Me too. I I wanna look this up real quick. Um
2: okay. Ooh, my, oh my on May 18, 2004 he became the oldest pitcher in major league history to throw a perfect game.
1: Yeah, with the Giants, right? Or am I nuts?
2: Whoa! A perfect. Game. Hey, I gotta look into this.
1: I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure.
2: I gotta think. I got a link that came out.
1: There it goes. Where Let's he see. said
2: that Bumgarner's seven. No, it
1: was back with Arizona. I knew it was either one no, of those teams. Is. Yeah, he was right here. Randy Johnson in 2008 threw his second career no hitter. A perf- oh, perfect game, actually. Perfect in game. 08. Nuts. Oh, no. Maybe that wasn't 08. Oh, oh 2004. 2004. 2004. 2004. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the picture. Yeah. It says pictured in 2008. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, Randy. That was, Randy that, had. That was with he, back with Arizona.
2: Yeah, he had a lot. He had a lot in the tank. He had a lot in the tank. It just didn't translate here in New York. And that's. It sucked for us, but hey. That like I said, it wouldn't be the first time. So I'm rooting for Heaney. I'm root. I'm 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 rooting for him. I hope you know he rises to this occasion out here. Yeah, Um, definitely. Like I told Tyler, if we get you know something similar to what Lynn has been able to, I mean, sign me up. Sign me up. Five days. Five seven days a week. Bro, if he does what
1: Lynn did with the Yankees, people shit on Lynn for what he did with the Yankees. He was actually good. He was actually good. Really, when you break everything down, he was actually real much much better. that's the
2: issue that i have with people like i i try to understand and austin from our team was trying to like you know help me understand like with with the numbers and stuff like with hap or whatever but i just i really struggle like i was never really that into hap i know he had like that nice stretch uh when he came over um you know those those first starts and stuff like that but when it came down to him versus lynn i wanted lynn
1: yeah oh yeah I mean, that, that, we that to me made too much sense.
2: Yeah. And we it went and we watched it happen. Maybe that's what it was. Like, maybe I was like this bias because I was like, ah, like I wanted the other guy, but whatever. But I mean, I'm looking at the two of them now and I'm just like,
1: eh, I don't think I was wrong. Like, you no, know what definitely I mean? like, not. so I don't know. And then oh. also in the Texas Rangers deal, the oh, yeah, Yankees Yoeli. also get, yep. Yoeli Rodriguez, who, um, again, peripherals look a lot better. So, on the year, you immediately look at the 5.93-year race. He's 27 innings, 32 hits, and uh, 12 walks, 30 strikeouts. So, he has more than the strikeout in an the inning. Then you look at his FIP. His FIP is 3.71. So, he's pitching better than what you are seeing here. He's definitely, numbers. exactly, he's pitching better there. As you see him on the screen here, good fastball, decent changeup. But I tell you what, maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself, right? This kid is young. He got really good stuff. Is there any thought process in your mind that potentially this guy is eyed as maybe a replacement to a guy like Britain if the Yankees look to move him or Chapman this offseason?
2: I could see it. I don't know. I don't know if like so I don't think that's he... the thought
1: process because he wasn't— But it's kind of strange though too if you remember because John King is also a lefty reliever. Yeah. And the Yankees don't really need a lefty reliever right now.
2: No, when you look, when you look at it it's like no. Lucky but Ever- I mean I'm I'm saying like I mean L- Licky, Liggy has filled in to like the 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 left-handed like role. Like I think so it's like we we've got we've got Licky. I think we we have options in a sense do the Yankees trust those options? I don't know because they won't call the ones that are in triple A up and stuff for us to like, see. And so I don't know, but when you get, when you look at a guy like Joelli and look at the stuff that he has, like, yeah, I could definitely see them kind of moving towards the idea that I think we've all been saying for months that I have, I have been saying it too long that maybe we don't need to have these relievers that we're paying all this money. Maybe it needs to be like a, a real thing where it's a committee of young talented arms with good stuff and you know you just you plug and play in the high leverage innings um and that's i think i think, I really just think that's the name of the game now finding guys like you know like like joelly who's who are they're young and they're pitching better than their numbers say they are so chances are their numbers are going to catch up yeah. i think that's the i think that's what you need to kind of do and I, I i like the move i know it was clearly overshadowed because joey gallo's joey Gallo. But I, I liked the addition of Joe Ellie. I pr- I preferred uh, the John King, but I don't know. I don't know if that was ever the deal or it got changed. Right? No, the, it, the- it
1: was the when the Yankees got to the point of and this is what people don't. A lot of people didn't understand is that there are medicals available on every single player immediately, so you could look at their medicals immediately. But then oh, when they, they actually like do the Schmitt's, physical, right? they do it. They didn't like his. No, no, no. They didn't like Kings. The Yankees didn't like King. Oh, the Yankees
2: didn't like King because the there was Yankees... a report that somebody didn't like Schmitz.
1: No, 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 Schmitz was never part of the deal at all.
2: Oh, good, good. So
1: they didn't like John King. They didn't, they didn't like what they saw in his medical. So they decided to pass on him, and that's how they got, uh, Joelle here. Um, Imagine the Yankees turning
2: down somebody because of medicals.
1: Right, right. Imagine <laughs> that. It's like he's like, you guys, are you guys? Do you guys even know what the hell you're talking about?
2: Did Cressy, did Cressy look at the medical records and say, "Come on."
1: Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Come on a second. What is this? Uh but no nah, man. Um I, I like the addition. Um we're gonna see what these guys do. We saw Holmes tonight. His first chance out there was good. Got his three ground balls. So um yeah, I'm excited. We'll probably to see... see
2: we'll probably see uh Rodriguez soon now. I, mean, I would
1: think so. Yeah. I would like I would by, think we would.
2: I would guess tomorrow at some point, hopefully you work him in there. No, you kinda wanna see what you got. Yeah, you got to. Um if you're boon, especially, I mean, I don't care what the nerds are saying. Like if I'm boon, I'm like, I, I kind of got to know like what this guy looks like. Fast. I can't just go on video. Like I need to see it in person.
1: So what we're going to do here is we are going to end the show leading up to the ending of the show, I should say <laughs> with some rapid fire questions. These are bada bing bada booms. Okay. You're in <laughs> bada hey, look bada bing bada boom, bada bing bada boom. We're going to end it that way with a couple of questions from the fans over on Twitter. They sent these to me, so I'm going to read them off. I'll nice. let you answer, and then I'm going to answer. Some of them might be a little, little more conversation, stuff we could talk about. But here's the first one. Will Giancarlo stand last in the outfield?
2: Of course, right off the bat, right? It's like, I'm not sure how to answer that because it's like, last, how long are you saying? Like, like,
1: I'm assuming, because I, what I'm assuming he's meaning is if he's gonna actually last in the outfield and is is gonna be playing the outfield. Like, like will they continue having yes. him in the outfield? Yes.
2: Oh, um, I don't think so. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. I don't you want me to elaborate on that? But yeah, I don't think.
1: My so. answer to that one is no until Voit comes back, and then I do think they will try to get them all in the same lineup because you have to be stupid not to.
2: True, true, right? you got a DH, you know, probably, like, you know, share the DH when Voight comes back because Rizzo is Rizzo. Um, but I just feel like, look at how – I mean, they were saying it, like, all year, and it's just, like, look at how long it took for them to get him in the outfield. It's like – so, yeah, I'd love to be – I'd love to be proven wrong um, because I think you're – I think, like, you'd be crazy to, like, just leave Voight rotting on the bench. Like, you didn't trade him. Like, he's got to get at bats. So like, let's figure it out. Let's share the wealth here. Like let's, we got to share it. If, if Stan has to play, you know, some innings in the, in the outfield so that you can get void at the DH for a little, then it is what it is.
1: I agree a hundred percent. And then the last one, because it's only the last one because most of the questions are the same. So all Mm. the DMS I got are the same. And then all the comments, the last like four of them in a row are actually the same. So this is actually the last one. Cool. Five years. 90 million deal fair for Rizzo if he does well the rest of the season or the Yankees let him go. Turn down five years, 70 million from the Cubs early in the year. Obviously very early, but he might be a keeper. Hopefully he likes New York. I'll have a spoiler alert and I could just jump in and say this one. Five years, 90 is, is more than okay. I'd even do five years, 100 Uh, to be honest. I'm, I'm okay with that too. Do I think... You know, if, if you're going from the Cubs and you love the Cubs, somebody said, well, he's going to just, you know, do whatever, and then he's going to resign with the Cubs. No, he's not. Why would the Cubs resign him? That would make no damn sense at all unless somehow his market collapsed and he's like, oh, let me return home for a year. There's no, there's no evidence of that being anywhere close to happening already with the year he's having. And, and now to start with the Yanks, um, I don't think this guy goes anywhere. I think this guy's a Yankee, no doubt. About, and it has nothing to do with the first two games. I think I said it the first day. Um, before you even played the game, when we were on the, on the chat, I was like, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure you get this guy knowing you're bringing this guy back." The Yankees need a first baseman like this. They always win championships with really good first basemen that on both sides of the ball, and that's what Anthony Rizzo is.
2: I mean, I'll tell you like this: I think uh, the so people are going to the offer that was made at the beginning of this year, yes, right? Correct, For five years, seventy. Um, but I think you gotta remember that the five year 70 would have been including like it would have been like starting this season. I think this season would have been year one. So after this season, I think four years could probably get it done. And if I I could see the so basically what I'm saying is I think I could see the Yankees starting at like four years 80 just to see if he'll bite on that. And then if it comes a thing of I really want the fifth year, which means paying him through age 37. I think they could get the fifth year with a lower, like they would maybe go to the fifth year, but drop the AAV down, which is how they pulled off the Lemayhu deal. That's so, right. but either way, I think the real question people are trying to ask is like basically, can do the can the Yankees offer him something that doesn't break the bank, but that's actually like fair for a player of his caliber? A hundred percent, one hundred percent. Because you got to remember, if we I think if we're if we're signing Rizzo, then chances are we're not. Dabbling into the shortstop market. I mean, well, I made a prediction on
1: that. I made a I'm prediction on that. I don't know if you saw it on my live today, but I but I made a quick prediction on that. I said I'd have no evidence of any of this. I don't have nothing behind me that tells me this is gonna happen. But and somebody else actually asked a question how the infield and all that stuff would work. Um I said I could potentially see the Yankees re-signing Rizzo, but then they go for the shortstop. Possibly two, maybe three-year deal to get Volpe ready for that position in Brandon Crawford. Just uh, you know, you already got that Cole connection. So somebody's like, "Oh, he won't cut his hair." I'm like, "Um, his hair is not down to his back. You could wear your hair up to your neck." Uh, the Yankees. Cole has hair. Yeah, Cole has hair. The same spot basically is. He, you Cole's the hair beard. is like
2: it's a little bit. It's a little bit shorter than Brandon Crawford's. Like, yeah, if Crawford cut his hair. It, if he had to cut his hair, he'd have to cut off maybe like an inch.
1: Yeah, for real. I'm okay. like, but like, why do people cares what salon he goes to?
2: Why do like yes. why do fans they they always make it like into a th- oh this this guy won't shave his beard to be a Yankee? Do you have no idea what these players would do to be a Yankee? Shut up! Like right, right, like, yeah, you know that. Yeah, you talk to him. I'll, you ask. I'll never, him. I'll never cut my hair. You never cut your hair to be a part of the greatest franchise in sports history. Right. And on All top right. of that, yeah, here's okay. uh, here's
1: twenty mil a year. Yeah, unless but you I can grew see up a that. Red
2: Sox fan. Or some shit like that. Like, I see a guy growing up a Red Sox fan and saying, I'll never shave my hair to play for the Yankees. I might believe it from that guy, but not B-Craw. Like, B-Craw. B, first of all, the, relation, the, the relationship with Cole or whatever, like, they're they're literally family. Yeah, you know how and big brother-in-law. that would be? You know how big that would be? Like, the two of them in New York. And
1: Crawford's not uh
2: No slouch. No, no slouch. Man, uh, he's I great, can, I
1: can... great defensively, having yeah. a big offensive season. And he has yeah. his, you know, he has his injury shares and things like that. But the good thing is, who's a better option for a few years until Anthony Volpe's ready?
2: He's actually, I'm saying, he's actually the perfect. He's actually the perfect option on a short deal, of course, because like
1: nobody else is signing that. And, and do not, you don't expect and he's not
2: even even on a short deal. Even on a short deal, his average annual value is not going to be ridiculously high. No, not at all.
1: Not at all. Not it's at not going
2: to be. It's not. I, I guess. Be high. I
1: guess the whole question for him then comes down to. Do you want to play the remaining years of your career with San Francisco? I mean, that's the only question, right? It's the same thing with Buster Posey. Yeah, Cause now. you'd
2: have to, that I think to me, that's the tricky thing is that that's you, have the tricky to, thing. you have to figure like where he stands on that. Like, is it, I'm going to stay here in San Francisco. I like what we're building here. We got a shot because he wouldn't be wrong. They, they could very well, like if they ran it back with the team, they have this year, the team produced the team performed pretty freaking well. Right. So I could see, it's, I could definitely see San Fran saying, "Hey, you know what? Let's run it back, get Crawford on a short-term deal the same way we're thinking, and then trying to use that money elsewhere." Yeah. But if they decide now, nah, let's go for one of the younger, you know, shinier upgrades. I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on B. Crawford. Well, well if mean, you
1: if you think about it, I mean, if you're him, you're not gonna go to the Royals. You're not gonna go to a team that has no shot at that point. I don't. If if your yeah, option is, is hey. The, your agent calls you hey the Yankees are interested yeah what's well, good like, let's do it immediately like whatever it is send it over let's, let's go talk. because yeah. where? why would I want to go anywhere else at that point than a team that's guaranteeing me one a spot and mm. two a very good chance of a World Series and three I don't know what their relationship was with his brother-in-law but at the All-Star Game they were all together the whole time basically they were together for a lot of it and they I mean at the end of the they, day they, they, yeah, they, that's big together.
2: And that's the big. wives were sitting with each other, and the kids, and everything. They're family, he, man. I think,
1: family, yeah. That's
2: right. I'd love nice. it, and you gotta keep, you know, Cole. Cole is Cole, bro. Like I think, you know, you gotta keep him happy. He it's, gets his. It's like I was telling the, the the fans the other day with the personal catcher thing. It's like, like it or not, bro. He's he's Garrett freaking Cole. That's right. He's the ace. Keep him happy. If yep. I think if Cole puts in a call and says, "Hey, you know, B. Cross still out there. You know, I've been talking to him. He's he says he'd possibly be interested in a." You know, union here in New York. Why don't you guys take a look? You know, not nothing against Glaber because you know how Cole is. I don't think he's gonna shoot down Glaber, but right. I just think it's a thing. And I think here's my thing, and I'll leave it at this, guys. We've been saying this for months. We need to get flexible. That's it. Like the Yankees, we need, we need, we need to get flexible. We need to have, you know, a deep, a deeper lineup. We need to be, we need to have our options. So getting a shortstop doesn't necessarily preclude from ever playing shortstop injuries happen moves happen that's not what we're saying but the yankees need to get to become more flexible i think that's what we realized this year this team wasn't as deep as people thought and they're definitely weren't as athletic or flexible as people nope. thought now we're getting there like we got the lefties to balance out the lineup we can do a lot of things this winter but b crawl wouldn't be one that i get mad at not, not at, at all. all
1: and then the crazy thing for all that is too that i was thinking about is does it it really gives Brian Cashman some fun chips to play with to get a starter? You could trade oh, yeah. Giovanni or who I don't care what anybody says. Many teams will line up for Gio. Many teams oh, yeah. will line up for. He's I, controllable. Yeah. He's excellent. You also got Luke Voigt and you have Glaber potentially. I saw so many tweets today. With the idea of what Rizzo's doing and people liking having that lefty first baseman that plays great defense and knowing what that means to this club, saying that Glaber is the odd man out on a new constructed infield. And I'm like, I don't know about that because I do want to give Glaber credit for one thing his defense has greatly improved that shortstop. Oh, hell
2: yeah. He has he made, made a play. play today. He made a play game one last night that I was just like,
1: even today, he went in the hole, made a backhand, and threw a bullet the first base. And i I I'm yeah. watching, I'm like, and I tweeted to me, I was like, man, Glaber's. And then he made a boneheaded play in the ninth inning. But that's kind of who Glaber is, isn't it? You love him for a yeah. second, then you're like, man, Glaber, come on, you're yeah. such a damn But you got to
2: remember, man. it's progress. Because before, it used progress. to be like three boneheaded plays, and then the one good throw.
1: Right, facts, so. facts.
2: He's making progress. So,
1: all is well right now in Yankee land, man. The Italian Yankees are 2-0. and I'm excited <laughs> about them. I'm excited about them. Um, do we go? We don't go home yet, do we?
2: Um. So what is this? The three against the Marlins, and then I think the next series is against Baltimore. Is that uh, at I think home? In... No,
1: that's not Camden Yards.
2: I or thought we were the... in Baltimore. I could be wrong.
1: Let's find out. Real it's quick happened before. Before. We, before we jump off here. Oh, I no, we're had... home. We're going home. We Monday. are home. Monday we're home. Monday we're oh. home. So my prediction is Joey Gallo's first home run actually comes at home. I gotta go
2: to one of those games. Maybe Tuesday. Monday night, I'm busy. I think I'll go to Tuesday. Yeah, we're home actually for the next seven because A it's lot. three. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You're right.
2: It's three against the Orioles. And four versus it's the Four against Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Then, so then, even then, when I predicted like that split, that possible split against Seattle, I don't know, man. We're at home. The fans are gonna be ru- there's gonna be a uh, crowd hey, out there. We with got the, the, with the uh, I'm
1: telling with the Italian Yankees, you're gonna see you're gonna see some Italian flags out there. Watch, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, gonna see uh, some Italian hey. flags out there. But let me tell you one thing. I don't know. We said ten and three. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think it's gonna be better than that.
2: It could be. It could be. But that's what I was trying to say. We I hot.
1: Was trying
0: to say, Listen,
2: ten and three is like that. Would be really good in my eyes. Gotta take it easy. But that's not the cap. That's not the cap. We don't know the Italians. They
1: take it easy. They ease. make it.
2: I mean, these first two games, they're making a couple offers oh, to teams. That doesn't look like they,
1: can be. <laughs> they should. If they ever do that, like the entire fan base just sings it in oh, the stadium, man. that would be classic. Dude, that would be classic. Did you
2: see the DFA Romano though? I saw that today. I, I know like,
1: you know Big Sal. Big Sal, but dude, don't worry. I think doing? they're gonna bring him back to Triple A.
2: So what are you doing? You can't. I think to come
1: now. with us. You know, come maybe on, not um, Sally. Not good old Sally boy. He not makes the Sally. He probably he, look- he probably makes the um the best rigatoni you'll ever have in your life.
2: <laughs> we needed the space, I think. But I, I hope Sally comes It could back. be that. Looked, it could be that. He looked all right, but I think we needed the space. Whatever. Well you know we big Sal. Space.
1: Well, fam, like it always is at this time, another episode is in the books of the one, the only designated spitters. We keep it real for you guys. That's what we do at this channel. And what White news is all about that. You guys already know. And Francis?
2: You already know the next episode is the best episode.
1: Facts. Facts, facts, facts. All right, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Remember, like, share, comment, follow, all those good things that continue to help us out. And we will talk to you guys next time. Talk to you guys soon.